you got a, com- a computer science degree and then you yes. do doing tutoring. Is that your primary thing, the tutoring yes. thing? Yes. Uh, what's the name of the company? How do people find it? Uh, Blake Tutoring Services, and you can find it on blaketutoring.com. And then is it just local here to Vegas or do you do remote uh, teaching also? So yeah, everything's online. So it's actually oh, just right. nationwide. Okay. Yep. Exactly. And then is it is there a specific focus? Like if someone's <laughs> wanting to learn programming or what, what, I guess what's your, what's your wheelhouse? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's primarily math, computer science, and test prep. So test prep can really be anything from the SAT to the SSAT to the uh, GED to the GRE to... Um, almost anything a lot of mathematicians also i feel like wind up working in the financial industry because they they do hire a lot of math people to figure out all this crazy like with like derivatives and all this other insane financial instruments that you know essentially requires a phd to understand what the is happening you know oh it's not too bad i used to work in an investment bank actually and i actually worked in equity derivatives Right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you are an evil mathematician. Uh, maybe. <laughs> was there a reason why you didn't want to take it further? Being, I'm guessing rank, was it two or four nationally? Uh, the same two, reason two he stopped animation. when he made money in stocks. He's like, you know what? That's <laughs> no, 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 no. So no, with, with, the, with the stock. So the, I'll clarify the stock one real quick, right? <laughs> I got, I so money, like, I had made. No, that's probably why you're here with us today instead of in jail. Yeah, exactly. In, 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 in Finland or something. <laughs> Wait, so if strippers want to learn something, they can find you at blaketutoring.com. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Any strippers out there that want to complete your master's in chemical engineering? Yes. <laughs> I was just wondering if I could ask you, and I, I'm, like when I say challenging in this regard, I don't mean like I'm trying to like mm-hmm. challenge you. I just want to know. No, no, feel like, free. Guys, like you no, guys have no, asked okay, really okay, good okay. questions. So, I, don't, I don't mind I'll, answering any of them. available to the billions around the world on YouTube in 4K and audio streaming services like Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you like this content, please subscribe, like, comment, and share. And now onto the podcast. Alex, so you are uh, got a computer science degree. How long ago was that? That was in 2018. And Alex is in the house. Yeah. Yes. Um, Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. We like computer people. Awesome. Uh, Joe comes from a electrical engineering background. I come from, I've done programming for about 20 years, but okay. I, my degree is in computer networks, but majority of my life has been in software uh, engineering as in C sharp and SQL database. Nice. So as we talk, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I've all, and I've watched porn on many different computer devices <laughs> <laughs> throughout the decades here. You have to change as the technology changes. You got to advance. Uh, you just use your phone, really, these days. Yeah, well, you don't know what it's like. VHS was way back. Before. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've never, never seen that. You never had to steal a magazine, bro. No, no, never. <laughs> never had to adjust the tracking so that the boobs come in just yeah. right on the antenna. Dude, I don't even like stealing shit. I had to steal it because <clears> they wouldn't sell me one. Oh, really? Yeah. Like they. Have- what year was this? This would be uh, in the 80s, uh, Wait, 90s, what? 90s, yeah. So I was born in 77. So the internet. Wait, what? Yeah, the internet wasn't around until like 1995. Email was brand new. So there was, you know, in 90s. I'm assuming late 80s because early 80s, you'd yeah. be like three. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, late 80s, yeah. <laughs> My, Michael Jackson was still black, but it was gotcha. late 80s. And then uh, 
No, well, so in 1995, you could download a dirty picture on the internet, but it would take like 20 minutes for a, for a black and white picture to download on a on a crank telephone. Yeah. So I had one of those old computers. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the dial-up sound. Yeah. So I'm just saying, yeah. you know, there was a time before, like if I was a kid in school today, I don't think I would finish school because you can just look at online porn all day long. Yeah, you can. Unlimited. That's like what Reddit really Unlimited. is. Like that's like half of Reddit, honestly. Oh, yeah. It's just porn. porn. Yeah. Oh. I mean, like, you know, Reddit, Reddit's a, Reddit's a, I mean, I like Reddit, but it's an interesting subculture. I thought it was all <laughs> cryptocurrencies and apes and GameStop stuff. Uh, no, that's recently. <laughs> that's oh. like, and that's like, like that's like another niche. That's like maybe ten percent, maybe twenty five. I talk about Reddit quite a bit because I I use it quite a bit, and I never but not for you. porn. Um, I've never told you it's like ninety percent of my usage there is porn. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Uh, PC master seventy four percent. PC master race. Yep. yep. Um, uh, AMD help. Um, mm -hmm. Probably the biggest ones is cryptocurrency, PC master race, water cooling for computers. Okay. Um, so then, have you built your own computer? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, been doing that for. It looks a like long a fucking time. aquarium <laughs> with cyborgs. A cool aquarium. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Joe, um, what are you? Uh, what are you on Reddit for? Uh, mostly movie stuff and porn. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, I'm on a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I just. Joe's Whatever, face you know. turned red <laughs> for our listening audience. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like Reddit for just whatever. I mean, just just all sorts of stuff that I read on there, and I like right. like people of Walmart stuff or yeah, so I that like that. Stuff? That's a good one. Okay. What's people of idiots Walmart? in cars? You know oh, I like that one. Idiots yeah. in cars. Yeah. Uh, it, there's a a certain like if you catch if you take a picture of somebody at Walmart, that's like a super freak show. Oh, gotcha. You know. I think there's a thing of that. I don't know. I'm not on Reddit much. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty uh, easy to find people out. at Walmart. Yep. Public freakout. <laughs> I love that. Public freakout. Yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. use Reddit for uh, software review, game reviews, because oddly, like, say, if you go to Amazon mm -hmm. or even IMDb, there's going to be IMDb's kind of de decent on reviews. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I find kind of tough to rely on but amazon's tough to rely on so if there's a product that happens it, it not all reddit posts are about reviews but there are some reviews you can find about products and software so the people that go on reddit they're going to put in a lot of they're going to type a lot usually they're not going to go there and just type like two sentences and say oh this is great they're going to have a reason why they like it explain it so i've been actually been using that and it works for me it's true the people on reddit are very opinionated and they will type out a lot and it's very detailed like uh, i like the the financial independence subreddit yes yes, yes. okay yeah i'm on mm -hmm. that too fire yeah. yeah uh i think it's just called financial independence that's okay. the subreddit like r slash financial independence just phi yeah just the phi the r -E. not the re <laughs> okay <laughs> but i think there are other ones like there's barista fire Lean fire barista fire barista fire. That's where uh, you you quit your job, <laughs> but you're just going to be a barista instead. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought to to get financially independent, become a barista. I was like, no, oh, shit, this sounds interesting. <laughs> no, opposite way around. So you work, you work, and then you become the barista because it's oh. ideally supposed to be easier, a, a less stressful job. But uh, I've been a barista, less stressful. and I don't I don't know if it's necessarily less stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't that an early morning job? Uh, I worked in the mornings, but I yeah. mean, there's other shifts, so it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be early morning shift. Okay. I worked, but I also worked on a college campus. So I worked at Cal State Fullerton. So when I was doing it there. Was it the dreaded Starbucks? 
Uh, it was the one in the library and it had an hour long wait on average, which Ooh. was, you know, all the time. And then uh, during wait, finals, I would it had order my mocha line. and it would take an hour for the mocha to come up. Oh, no, you'd wait in line for an hour just to order. And then you would probably wait another 20 to 30 minutes to get the drink because we'd be backed up. Dude, you could read a whole book by the time you're waiting for your. Yeah. Yeah, you could. OK. <laughs> on the, I see uh, what's going on here now. Financially independent Reddit thread. Do you happen um, to see that a lot of the posts are people saying that they retired and then they've gotten bored and they post back on that thread saying hey i'm bored as fuck i know you guys all warned me to find a hobby have you seen posts like that uh i you know what i i see the most it's mostly people trying to become financially independent mm. that's what i see the most of um it's mostly wannabes. uh well no not necessarily wannabes but like or it'll be like like some, and sometimes you don't know whether it's real or not it, it, people will post about their particular situation, what their net worth is, um, how much they have in investable assets. And then they will uh, then kind of ask, well, like, am I on track for this? And then like, uh, like depending on the person, like sometimes it seems like almost unrealistic. Like they'll, like some people will say, well, I have $2 million. I'm let's just say 40 years old. And then uh, they'll say, um, you know, am I, am I able to, to do a lean fire? And a lean fire would be, you know, um, a fire where your, your costs are a little more on the minimal side. So, uh, and by lean fire standards, but most lean fire standards, that would be enough. But then they still ask the question. It's kind of like, okay, are you just trying to, are you trying to garner upvotes or, or, you know, you never really know. Are yeah. you really going to drink Folgers coffee instead of Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, used to, I used to take a uh, caffeine pills years ago to Not save money. Uh, it is cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the wisdom for today. Caffeine pill, cheaper uh, no, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, uh, well, oh, you get all the benefits of a coffee. Oh, and kidding. it's, it's really strong. Like it, 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 it a half pill. You save more money. I bought a pill cutter as well. And once you buy, <laughs> once you start buying a pill cutter, you gotta, you gotta start assessing this. It's like, like this is kind of becoming a drug addiction. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let me rephrase my st my statement. Um, that on financially independent, um, yes, I think probably ninety percent is. I would say eighty percent. It seems like the po eighty percent of the posts are people talking about their strategy, how to fire, what are uh, maybe they just were able to buy a house, but their income's only this much. How can they bring costs down? So I think eighty percent is that. I think five to ten percent is the post you're talking about, where people are like they they have a lot of money it's like they're not even lean fire that's not even that shouldn't be called fire that they're already there they should you got two million dollars motherfucker yeah they should unsubscribe <laughs> from that they're not they're not fire anymore because the last 10 minutes <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> this is the 10 minute no swearing is what we're going for um and then i would say two to five percent is where i'm talking about where i feel like i see some people come back and they're like hey i'm bored out of my fucking mind I just cussed. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you started it. You well, you started it. Um, it probably, you probably put it in my head, and then I had to cuss afterwards. Um, people are saying that they they fired, they come back, and they type a message saying, "Hey, I'm bored out of my my mind. What do I do?" And everybody's kind of, I mean, they jokingly say, "Hey, fuck you, you're retired." They they actually they, they actually yes. have a there's a. Um, a culture in there to say like congrats and fuck you yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it and then yeah. um but then a lot of them like hey you were warned like when you retire you got to have a hobby or something to do you're gonna get bored mm. so anyways yeah, I, I find that part really interesting that retirement isn't the final answer 
it's about living some type of sustainably happy life exactly like you know like it can't be the goal can't be to directly retire early like if you're like in your 40s or something that's that's a long time to be retired and uh no, I mean, i'm ready yeah you're ready <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well didn't you just get five million in sales i saw that on facebook actually. yeah i don't get the five million dollars though i sold well, I five know. million dollars that's, worth that's, of a, that's 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 a huge accomplishment you got a trophy yeah. for that yeah it was nice yeah, yeah. thank nice. you you're welcome i should bring it on the show here <laughs> you should you should <laughs> do you are you really <laughs> Wow. I wonder what the math comes out to be. Five million. It's like three three percent. That's one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Nice. Gonna live here for right our um, listeners. Uh, Emmett just brought over his five million total sales trophy that he got from Galindo Group. Well, so that means I sold five million dollars worth of houses, and that's not the impressive part. The impressive part was that a lot of them were really small condo deals. So, like, I did a hundred nineteen thousand dollar condo. <clears throat> wow couple around the 130 140 so it took a lot more transactions to add up to the five million than if you're doing just half million dollar houses. and that's all in one year yeah so last year was a crazy year it was great job um you know all, all the pieces fell together where i had been doing this long enough that people were referring to me and coming to me and it, the ball was rolling and everything just kind of worked out um so i don't know if i can repeat it i'd love to but um you know i don't need that much money so <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not that motivated to get out there and you know so some people always have like a bigger goal right like oh i made five million i'm gonna make six million next year i'm gonna make 10 million next year and then so that's great if you want to stay motivated and get somewhere but for me i'm just not wired that way i'm i'm very i'm much more strategic like okay well given you know given my situation what's the best way that i can help people get houses and yada 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 so well, that strategy alone will lead to more sales because you're just being yeah. nice yeah. and uh, helpful. Well, now I'm telling YouTube to call me if you want to. <laughs> if you want to sell a house in Las Vegas, call me. If you have cash and you want to buy a house for cash, then call me. But if you have a loan and you want to buy a house, it is murder out there right now for buyers. It is ridiculously difficult. Um, so I'm taking out regular buyers and we're just getting smoked by cash offers every you know a regular ass house will get 20 offers on it and it's i think that's normal in california but that's not normal here and it's wow 20 i'm kind of shocked yeah i'm kind of shocked when you said that there's fucking condos for 120 150 like you can't even buy a fucking shithole lot anywhere up here where i'm at for yeah fucking that much you know like it's where do you live Jay? uh portland portland oregon oh nice yeah yeah and like you know i mean even like a quote-unquote starter home is easy 400k you know like yeah, I, I hearing those numbers like low hundreds is insane to me. It's like really well, you so find that, somewhere to live for that much. Well, that was last nuts. year, and then uh, so that doesn't exist this year anymore. So that's how crazy <laughs> the market's been. Well, there you go. Uh, so now nowadays you're closer to two hundred to get into anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, you do the math; it's still better than renting. So it's good. The coastal states are just naturally a lot more expensive. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, it has a lot to offer to living on the coast. Uh, but you know, you live inside the U.S. Like uh, all the interior states, uh, it's a lot cheaper. Like here, Nevada, um, Utah. Um, yeah, but who, want, who wants to live in Ohio, man? 
who wants to live some people want to live in ohio <laughs> not for me personally but you know some people like that maybe some of the, the listeners live in ohio <laughs> we never know just got some unsubscribers <laughs> sorry ohio uh i did no, they probably know <laughs> they'll admit it uh columbus is a cool town i spent a couple days in columbus one time that was fun because it's a college town is that ohio yeah columbus ohio gotcha any, any town's cool if you're only there for a few days and yes, I agree with that. Like you, know you could I mean? probably party yeah. up in Tucson and think Tucson's yeah. awesome. You, right? you could probably have a great time for three days in Flint, Michigan, if you wanted to. So <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live there, you know. Dude, let's go meet up in El Paso and we'll tear up the town in El Paso. <laughs> uh, sorry, I think I derailed us yeah, early. Yeah, let's go back um, to, so you're doing, you got a com, uh, computer science degree and then you're yes. do, doing tutoring. Is that your primary thing, the tutoring yes. thing? Yes. Uh, what's the name of the company? How do people find it? Uh, Blake Tutoring Services, and you can find it on blaketutoring.com. And then is it just local here to Vegas, or do you do remote uh, teaching also? So, yeah, everything's online, so it's actually oh, just okay. nationwide. Okay. Yep. Exactly. And then is it is there a specific focus, like if someone's <laughs> wanting to learn programming or what, What I guess, what's your, what's your wheelhouse? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's primarily math, computer science, and test prep. So test prep can really be... Anything from the SAT to the SSAT to the uh, GED to the GRE to, um, to almost anything. Bro, you're really good at math, too? Yeah, I mean, I don't like to do my own horn, but <laughs> I mean, like Wait, people so seem to come to me for math, so I, I think I... So okay. what is trigonometry? I know what geometry is. Like the definition of the word? Yeah, I know what algebra is when you use letters to figure out the variables, right? I suppose. I've never died. I've never uh, looked at like the, the actual... like. Uh, Definition but of the there's words. this word trigonometry. That's true. I, don't know I suppose. Um, Sorry, I was trying to give you street cred, but it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's a it's a good question. It's a fair question to ask. Uh, I guess using shapes and uh, ratios to solve problems. But I mean, I don't know what the formal. Oh, is it all triangles? Uh, no, not all triangles. OK. What, what about Pythagorean theorem? Is that in trigonometry? Uh, that's more geometry. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But uh, it. That's I how mean, bad I am yeah. at math. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the Pythagorean theorem does come up in calculus, you okay. know, but uh, it doesn't usually come up directly. Well, it does come up directly, but you just have to derive the Pythagorean theorem. So you have to know the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. And calculus comes after trigonometry. So I guess, uh, I guess you were right. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so I mean, I thought you were teaching programming programming too yeah yeah c c plus plus java javascript python so sql but when people are tutoring they're thinking kids are going to get learning for school right is that primarily it or are you teaching adults also most of my students are actually adults so yeah so that's the that's the large focus is adults um so college age students really mainly so you know that could be anywhere from uh, 18 to, you know, uh, to any age really. Um, but, uh, there, I do have students that are, are, uh, minors as well. So I guess it works out to about a 60, 40 split. So where, you know, 60% are adults, 40% are, are, uh, grade school students. So, yeah. yeah. So is it like some dude in say Portland, Oregon or somewhere would be like, Hey man, I want to get a job programming in C++. Can you teach me C++? Um, I have a group of students actually that I work through, uh, well, I work, with this company called Sabio and then they they schedule some sessions and then their students are all across the country so uh, maybe there is a person in Portland I did have a, I did have a student though in Portland 
that uh wanted to learn how to program she was in a she was taking a master's she was a master's in something i don't remember but it was some years ago and she was doing her master's program and for some reason she was like uh she, she wasn't an, an engineering major but she had to take this python course and then she came to me and then um i was like yeah i can help her out and then you know as you help people out you know they you know tell you more about them and whatnot and she had told me oh, she said I like where this is going well uh, it's, it, uh, um <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it, 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 it is relevant to the story, though. All <laughs> right. All right. I like where this is going. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's an interesting story. So then she was telling me spring break was coming up and she's like, oh, I have to go out to Atlanta. I'm like, um, OK, uh, you have family out there? No, I'm going out there to work. You're going out there to work for a week. What? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, all the strip clubs out here. Uh, uh, there's so many strip clubs in, in Portland. And she started, she broke down the whole unit economics of it. She's like that, you know, like it's just it's just not very profitable here. Uh, so I'll go work out in Atlanta. I was like, oh, OK. Oh, you're a stripper. Wow. OK, interesting. Wait, strippers <laughs> actually go to college? Uh, apparently. I thought that was I thought it was yeah. bullshit, too. <laughs> I, used to, I used to actually deal poker in a strip club while I was in college. And uh, a lot of the chicks that were dancing, I would run into on campus all the time, you know, wow. which is always weird because it's like, you know, like well, I, got, I would know them by their stage names. So like <laughs> Starfire, a, a lot of them aren't like, you know, bragging about being strippers or anything. It's just a job for them, you know, so it was always awkward for me. They're like, why are you calling her, you know, fucking, I don't know, Crystal or whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a stripper name, but. Dude, what are you doing here? Why aren't you still dealing cards in a strip joint? <laughs> I wanted the same thing. I made more money then than, than I did after I got my degree. I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Go back. <laughs> Some of the bitches lied to me. <laughs> you can always go back. You really can. I could, yeah. Absolutely. Right now, things are kind of weird because of the whole COVID, though. So, like, a lot of the poker stuff is kind of iffy around here right now. Wait a minute. But... Was it strip poker? No. No. <laughs> No. Wouldn't that be but perfect to have? Strip I think these are just like go-go girls. I don't think he was. He was. I don't. Were you working in a strip club or were these? It's a. Oh, it, oh yeah. wait. What? Full nudity. Yeah. And there's poker in a strip club. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of the strip clubs around here have poker, and we would intentionally target strip clubs to set up our poker games because uh, we were legally licensed <laughs> to the city of Portland um, to operate these games. And strip clubs were usually open to it because on on days that aren't the weekend. They're usually, or I guess, as some people call them, weekdays. They were usually. <laughs> I just realized that <laughs> on any usually, day uh, that's not the, the, the Lord Jesus's day on Sunday or the Saturday preceding. Yeah, okay. they, they weren't very busy. You know what I mean. So poker was a good way to, for people to bring people into a strip club during the off hours. You know, where you had a consistent group of people in there ordering drinks, ordering food, tipping the girls. You know, and all that stuff. Um, and it, it worked out very well too, uh, because what's weird about poker and strip clubs is that. It's men get very <laughs> men get very i don't know they have more of they they're more action oriented in a strip club if that makes sense like they want to spend more money they want to they don't want to look like you know like they're like they're broke or whatever like the poker is played completely <laughs> differently which ah. led to a lot more action which led to more tips for the for the you know the bartenders the servers me as a dealer uh everyone you know because the testosterone was flowing and i think it just had a lot to do with that just titties you know? everywhere yeah <laughs> Because ironically, actually, the lowest stakes games I ever ran were at strip clubs, but they would always have more action than the higher stakes games that I ever dealt. And I, I'm pretty sure that's why that was. It, Wait, uh, what, is, what does action mean for us non-dealer? Oh, uh, sure. So action would mean, I guess, um, 
a good way to put it would be like the velocity of the game. Like people uh, would be betting more, they'd be bluffing more, they'd be engaging more with each other than okay. usual, you know? So it wasn't like watching like, you know, like the World Series of Poker where everyone's playing kind of tight and they're yeah. trying to analyze plays. And th- no, none of that shit mattered. You is know what it, I mean? People is there a stripper at the bluffs. table or is it just a bunch of dudes not paying attention to strippers? Oh, it was a little bit of both. Um, the strippers would always come over and try to hustle the players, obviously. Hey, you want a private dance? You know what I mean? All that oh. stuff. And Wait, so uh, they dudes, weren't playing. They were just distracting you from poker. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, That's a lot wild. of the dudes, too, would uh, they, sometimes dudes would try to give the, the, the chicks chips, but we're not a casino, so they couldn't do that, you know? And mm. I, I don't know. The whole situation was very surreal, you know? And yeah. uh, dude, it, I was, would, it was very fun. I would pay more to play strip poker than to play poker in a strip club. <laughs> well, I'd I'd pay to play strip poker with strippers. Because yeah. aren't anyway, right? most of the people you're playing against just guys? That's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't yes. go to a strip club to play yes. poker with a bunch of dudes. I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, you do have a weird town. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that I noticed this too. This was always weird to me. Is there would actually be a lot of dudes who would come in with their wives or their girlfriends. And yeah. they would sit at the poker table and just fucking play poker, and their wives and girlfriends would be over there fucking making it rain on, you know, fucking whatever strippers <laughs> on the stage. On it's Crystal. Like, yeah, yeah. But the dude is the one that's not paying attention to the fucking boobs over there, you know? Huh. It's just like, what the hell is going on? It, well, but, so is this is this a fair description of Portland? So what a lot of people don't know is Portland has more strip joints per capita than anywhere on earth. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's because any dive bar can throw up a pole and... Like it's just a regular ass bar, and now hey, it's a strip joint also. Is oh, that- that's the law. That's that's how they get around it. It's not like it was built as a strip club. Hey, what do we need? Another strip club? It's just all these bars can also be strip clubs. Is that is that a fair? Pretty, pretty, pretty much. Um, in Portland, also, they 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 have really lax laws as far as that stuff goes. So like, you don't need a special license to have a strip club versus a normal bar. Um, the only thing is, is that uh. For like the um, like the food safety stuff, there's like a lot of like more regulation for strip clubs. But other than that, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. You can literally throw a pole up and have a strip club, and they have all sorts of laws where like it's a because what it actually is legally is it's like is no titties an artistic food. an artistic expression is what it is. Whenever you know fucking these strippers are fucking you know <laughs> spreading their fucking ass cheeks in your face. Why you gotta you know? talk about them like the, that way? They, these are women that are in college doing their art. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them, Some of them. <laughs> not the not the ones you see there on a fucking Tuesday afternoon. They're learning sure. Python. <laughs> yeah. Well, like yeah, one of the, one of the one of the dancers that I knew, yeah, she was actually uh, she was getting her master's in chemical engineering while she you know worked for uh, or worked as a stripper, you know. And it's like, yeah, damn. Where is she now? I have no idea, dude. I want to know where the <laughs> what club she's working at. I'll no, if she I'll became a chemical engineer, <laughs> <laughs> if she's uh, working. Yeah, for- I, I, she could be working for Exxon I mean, right now. Yeah, I mean, she already had her bachelor's at the time she was dancing. You know, she was going for a master's. So, you know, I mean, even with a bachelor's in uh, in chemical engineering, I'm sure she did pretty okay for herself. Yeah. Odd. Okay. Wait, so this uh, student that you had that was in Portland. Yeah. Good Atlanta. Was she Indian heritage? She no. Like a, no, gen- she was Genetically black. Chinese? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Were you, were you trying to narrow it down to someone in specific? I'm trying to think who's in school learning programming languages. You know, I don't even remember what her program was. It was. She was like in a master's program, but it was for something. It was. It was not even engineering related. It wasn't even no. math related or anything. Like it. It. I'm. I don't. I'm. I'm it what might the hell be, were you tutoring, bro? She may have been in a program like it was. It could have been like <laughs> psychology, and then they just threw that in there okay. because they thought it was a useful skill. 
Ah, uh, okay, okay. Gotcha. For what, uh, what your general <coughs> clients, what's the best thing that, or what, why would they contact you? As in, usually is it someone looking for a job? I think you kind of asked that earlier. And then there's just people going through schools. Those are two main things or there's, is there something else? Uh, so like people. looking for a job is in there. It's currently a tutor and then they're looking to like expand. Right. No, I'm, I guess I'm asking what's the most common thing that they're asking for when they contact you. Uh, yeah, I guess the most people just ask for help with uh, their current course. Right. You know, that's like the most pressing issue. Uh, some people ca need, you know, pr to prepare for an exam, uh, whatever that exam may be. Uh, but yeah, most people like probably 90% contact me because they need help with a course. There's some people who maybe it's like, okay, well, uh, maybe like, maybe like 70% for a course and then like, like 20% for test prep. And then, then there's like that 10% where it's kind of like a, a unique situation where oh. maybe they're looking to learn Python or, or, and just on their own and the, or they're, you know, trying to do X, Y, Z. Uh, one time I remember, uh, this person, they contacted me. I didn't do this job, but I remember they contacted, <laughs> they contacted me. They said, Oh, can you help me? Um, uh, this was back in 2017, 2017. They said, Oh, uh, this cryptocurrency thing is, is really big. I'm like, shit is fire. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah. And anyway, I would, I'd like to make my own cryptocurrency. I'm like, I'm like, why? Uh, well, you know, I, I think we, we can, we can make some money off of this. He was like, right. Yeah, he was right. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Now. <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. Like, uh, you didn't want to make a shit coin. No, no. Like, I don't know. Like, that's like a moral dilemma. And then like, it was also a legal gray area at the time. Cause 2017, this is when like, uh, the sec is, 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 or IRS is actually starting to finally make some like tax, uh, regulation saying, okay, yeah. how this is supposed to be taxed. Uh, it was the wild, wild West back okay. then. And I was like, no, is, I don't yeah. want I, I didn't want to get in, get, get caught with, uh, issuing it, like issuing an unlicensed security or anything like that. I was like, no, no, I'm not. That's probably smart. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's probably why you're here with us today instead of in jail. Yeah, exactly. In, 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 <laughs> in Finland or something. <laughs> Wait, so if strippers want to learn something, they can find you at blaketutoring.com. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Any strippers out there that want to complete your master's in chemical engineering? Yes. Find Alex. Is this, there any... This I'm is a, most of our audience, by the way. I don't know if you know this. Strippers? <laughs> yeah. The chemical engineering strippers. Okay. <laughs> is there any unexpected uh, success stories by any chance? Uh, unexpected success stories, like in what way? No, he expects everybody to be awesome once he tutors them. Um, like, like I was like in the well, way, like you, I was expecting them not to pass and then like, they pass <laughs> or I'm thinking they, they come in, they kind of don't know, don't know what they want. And then some, somehow they, they really like a certain topic and they go towards that uh, degree or they take it further. Um, no, that doesn't really happen because most people are just coming for, for a specific course. Like, mm -hmm. like they need help with like an algebra course and they need to get through this algebra course for X, Y, and Z reasons, or uh, they're they're going to graduate. This is the last course. They just got to get through this course. Um, so yeah, that doesn't really happen. What uh, are some uh, gratifying moments for you? Gratifying moments? Um, I guess always seeing my students succeed. Like I always love seeing that. You know, like um, like when and when they when they write back because like you know I just let them do it on their own and then they, like you know they'll just contact me and say hey you know like uh, I passed mm -hmm. this I graduated 
you know, like things are going well. I'm like, that's awesome. What like, perfect. Thanks. Like, uh, and then they end up writing reviews on their own. Like, I don't even have to prompt them and say like, Hey, you know, like, uh, like, could you, could you leave me a review? Um, so over the years I've been able to garner over 450 uh, five-star reviews. So nice. oh, wow. it just comes, yeah, it just comes from just people just doing it on their own. And I just kind of just go, okay. You're not taking enough credit. They're succeeding with your help. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. You could at least send them an emoji back with the star eyeballs. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I say, nah, I, say th- I say thank you, uh, you know, but uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't need to, if, if it thank was really five-star service, they would, they would, they would, they wouldn't let me know. And okay. they do. So, yeah. I'm assuming the uh, crypto guy that you turned down went and started Shiba Inu. Maybe. He, I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt that guy did anything. I, I, he, I don't think he knew what he was, he was looking for. Oh, well, I think he knew what he was looking for. I don't think he, yeah. he knew what he was really proposing or like, like, or even how to really go about doing it. Right. He didn't know how far he'd have to know to program a cryptocurrency on a blockchain. Yeah. No, okay. not at all. I mean, he could have literally probably just copied the code from Bitcoin and then called Don't it tell something people that. else. Shit. But I mean, well, I mean, it's open source. I mean, <laughs> anyone who, anyone who, who, anyone who is already considering this could just do that. So yeah, but don't copy Bitcoin. But copy something else. You want to copy? You could Ethereum. copy something else. Yeah, yeah, you could copy that. Well, I don't know if Ethereum's open source. No, it, it should be. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Okay. All all blockchains are public, right? Mm, or all no. cryptocurrency coin blockchains are. I would, I would, def, I would say good cryptocurrencies should be open source. I'd agree with that statement because, like, say Ripple. Ripple is a closed source, as far as I understand. Ripple is closed source. So, oh, we can't look at their code. From my understanding, sons of bitches. I think yeah, Ripple's like a, a company or something like that. Ripple Labs is the company, and then XRP is the coin. So then they, I think their servers are centralized where they control the coin. Um, so then their code is, is not open source. So that's why I say any good cryptocurrency should be open source. I do have investments in ripple. I do think there's a niche for ripple, but you mean morally good. Yes. Yes. Okay. Not functionally good. Yes. There. Yeah. There you go. Okay. (laughs) 20, 2017 though. It was a wild time for cryptocurrencies because I met this one guy. This was another one of my students and then he was from uh, Qatar. And uh, and he would he would talk all the time about Qatar. He would be like, Alex, you gotta go visit one day. It's a, I was like I was like uh, I was like I didn't even I've never even heard of Qatar to be honest. Do, with do they like black people in Qatar? I don't know. You know? Okay. But I suppose maybe I don't know. Even if I, they don't, I'll still end up going. I'm just some, some <laughs> just to deal with it. <laughs> one of these days, but it's a tiny, tiny little country. And I was like, oh okay. And like he's like he's like uh, when he, w- the one thing that, that he said to me at first I, that I didn't believe. He's like they have the largest GDP per capita. I was like. They don't. And then I looked it up. I was like, I was like, oh no, it's true. Um, at least at the time, I think it was. So he's rich. Uh, you got a rich friend in Qatar. You could have gone out there. I don't know if he was necessarily rich. (laughs) I mean, he he definitely, he definitely had, he he definitely had some money. (laughs) On oh, he didn't offer. He, no, he did he made, he made it like, like I should go on my own. <laughs> I wish. I wish it, if it was something like that. Oh, I would have. I would have went. went uh, you should totally day. go on Ex- Expedia and find a good cheap ticket. They yeah. Usually in May is when the tickets are low. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of what it was. So. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but he was saying about. Um, I think he was talking about Ripple at the time. I think it was Ripple. Um, he was like, Ripple's gonna blow up. He's like, and he's like, and what I'm doing is because the Qatari government, um, for anyone who's a citizen, they will provide free electricity for. 
So they don't have to pay for their electricity. So he said that what? back home, exactly, he's going to start mine? a mine oh. out there. I don't know how it went, but this is back. This is back when it was like everybody was doing like like crazy things. Like uh, it, it was it was starting to uh, it was starting to like um, it was it was the wild wild west it was days popping of it off. Were, no, I mean like I mean I don't know. I, like, it's like when you open the club at ten, but at eleven thirty, things start getting oh up. popping off in that regard. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. No, it was starting to pop off. Like everyone was starting to get involved, and everyone was doing different <laughs> things, and and uh, there just wasn't a lot of rules, and people mm-hmm. were doing you know, like everything. Okay. So I'm just right. happy that Qatar is not an openly racist place. I have no idea. I can't speak to it. <laughs> Maybe one of the subscribers can speak to it. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been there, but the guy was nice to me. Let so. us know in the comments if Qatar is racist or welcoming to Most all Most of the Arab countries are pretty... Uh, oh, Joe's throwing them under the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they love Filipinos, I, well, I don't want to go into it, but yeah. They love Filipino very, people. Very tribal. You know what I mean? Tribal. No, yeah, that's true. And there's nothing to do with being black or not. This is outsiders in general, other yeah. than Americans, are usually considered, you know, lower. This is why I don't want to go to Dubai. I don't want to show up like a poor ass <clears throat> third class citizen. No, they them. would just treat you with the, uh, what are they called? The expats. Really? Yeah. Is that second yeah. class? Well, second to the Emiratis <laughs> who live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. There you go. One step below royalty. No, no, the Emiratis are just, uh, I think, the native people. Okay, yeah. At the Emirates. <laughs> In the Emirates. The yes. Country, yes. The UAE. Have you been? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not yet. I was about to believe everything you were saying. No, it's, I mean, I think it's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's true. Okay. But then again, I read it online. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll take it it it. Hey, he saw been. that on Reddit. It has to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Arab is a nice place. Reddit subthread. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. Do, do you do uh your consult your consult do you call it consulting or uh counsel, counseling or what are your services is can we call you professor Alex? Uh if you want, but I mean I I, I don't go by the title. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you just have a bachelor's or do you have a master's in just you a bachelor's? Doctors and doctorate? Okay. No, no, no doctor. <laughs> okay. Are you doing that full time? Yes. Business. Yes. And then you, so you moved out to, uh, from California to Vegas in 2017? 20. No, 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 no. I moved to Vegas 2020. So okay. th- that was recent. That was recent. I moved out here. That was June 2020. What do you think so far? Do you regret it? No, I love it, dude. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's better than I was expecting, honestly. Like oh. I, had, I had been here as a tourist and, uh, I thought I had, I knew the area, but living here, I, I, uh, learned about the area in a lot different way. And I was like, oh, this is really a cool city. Yeah, we got Target stores everywhere. <laughs> it's a good place. Yeah, you know, it's like any other big modern city. There is Target everywhere. <laughs> they got Starbucks in the Target at the front. Oh, yes. <laughs> but they have those in like almost all Targets. I know, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm There's kidding. actually some Targets. Uh, in Austin, I went to one. It was downtown. They didn't have that. Good. Too, that was just, they were too cool for that shit? It was, it was a small one cause it, because it was downtown. Oh, baby target. I guess so. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't know if they would call it that. A, a urban target? No, tiny target. I don't know. I just be pulling shit. I, I don't think I've ever been into a target that didn't have a Starbucks around here. Honestly, <laughs> like I'm trying to think. There's actually a target near where I live that has a Starbucks in it, and literally probably 800 feet. There's an actual standalone Starbucks drive-through. Mm-hmm. It's I don't even understand it, but 
I guess, yeah, I guess because they're targeting people that are in the target, you know. So people like know. the Starbucks. Weird. Yeah, I guess. I don't people like Starbucks. Do like, people do love Starbucks. I just discovered I like, caffeine pills, so fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of BlackRock, but they closed the last BlackRock in Vegas recently. So the investment bank? No, you're thinking no, of Blackstone. That's thing too. No, 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 Black no, no, Rock, BlackRock. Black yeah. BlackRock. BlackRock's the one that's buying up all the homes and fucking all the people that want to buy houses. BlackRock Coffee is the one that makes the delicious coffee that's better than Dutch Bros or Starbucks, but they're really small. There were two, there were two of them here. They got taken over by Royal. Yep. Yep. How do you oh know this? I don't think I've heard of it. Because really. last time, last time I was coming to Vegas, I actually looked it up before I left because I wanted to know what a BlackRock was, and okay. uh, it said uh, permanently closed. I was like, "What?" I almost canceled my trip, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So what's so magically good about their coffee? That's just better. I don't know. Do they Tell have me? Do they have them up there by you, or do you have to go to Vegas? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Though they're everywhere around here. Okay. Yeah. They're. I mean, not everywhere, but there's one at least. You know, in every city, and yeah. it's just they have a fighting really presence good. up up in the north. Yeah. Northwest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're a smaller coffee chain. They're much smaller than Dutch Bros, you know, which both of those are much smaller than Starbucks, obviously. But I just like their coffee and I like their baristas a lot better for some reason. Oh, cooler. Wait, isn't Portland the home of like bikini baristas? Yeah, we have that, too. Those are th- those places usually have shit coffee, you know, I can see a chick in a bikini. I could drive two blocks and see a chick, you know, fucking completely naked, you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> who cares, you know, like. Because you a can't bring your coffee in into Portland, the bar. Nothing. You know, yeah, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I have to visit Portland. I've never been. Hey, yeah. This sounds like a, a wild town. It's fucking nuts. You got go to gotta go to the Kit Kat Club next to Voodoo Donuts. Oh, God. Kit Kat Club? Yes. Yeah, Kit Kat Club's okay. It's a little bit overpriced. And there's there's a lot better. There's a vegan strip club out here. Dude, they charge me a dollar to get in the door. What do you uh, mean overpriced? Casa? No, at Kit Kat, Kit Kat Club. Oh, I mean, it's a couple years yeah. ago. No, I mean, like all their drinks and everything else, like because it's in downtown and it's more like a it's more touristy, just like voodoo donuts. You know, like nobody that actually lives around here eats voodoo donuts. The only thing. <laughs> so like, and I, I don't mean any offense by this. I mean, completely honest. When you go <laughs> see the voodoo, actual voodoo Kit Kat store, Club. <laughs> it's literally like 70 percent Asian tourists with their seven thousand dollar DSLRs just fucking waiting in line for an hour for subpar donuts with arbitrarily weird ingredients on them, you know? Yeah. Voodoo Donuts is shit. Kick Hat Club, not that great. You know? Aquapolis, DSLRs, old news. Yeah, with that too. Yeah. <laughs> but the Asian tourists love the Voodoo Donuts and probably the Kick Hat Club, but I can't attest to that. When you but. say Asian, do you mean rude Chinese? No comment. <laughs> Voodoo Donuts, I, I went to it in Austin. It was pretty good. I'm sure the one in Austin is probably pretty good. Like the one up here in Vancouver isn't bad. Um, uh, which is right across the river from Portland. It's just that that particular Voodoo Donuts is just a goddamn tourist trap. Like their prices are higher than the other Voodoo Donuts, and I don't know. They know what they exist for, you know. Yeah, because it's like a it's like a Portland landmark, quote unquote. And it's not. I don't. I don't think it's that great. You sound like you went in there recently. You got burned. No, I had happened <laughs> in the past, and there's also there's actually a lot of legitimate donut places around here that are really good. You know, we have Mister Maple. Blue we Star, have a Sesame Donut. We have Blue Star. We have Heavenly Donuts. There's a lot of donut places that are really good. Now, now I'm sounding like I know too much about fucking donuts. <laughs> you do know a lot about donuts. Joe is an expert on Arab countries and donuts. <laughs> and donuts. <laughs> we'll just call you Homer Simpson. Dope. <laughs> yeah, dope. 
<laughs> no, because he likes the donuts. He always yeah. loves donuts. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. That is true. Mmm, donuts. Uh. Okay, well, so so for your tutoring, do you have topics uh, that you cover, or can anybody come to you on any topic and go like, hey, I need to pass this nursing class? Uh, yeah, no, that's not my area of expertise, nursing. So, yeah, so th- th- there's definitely a limit, right? You know, okay. uh, not an oracle. But um, <laughs> so mainly math, computer science, test prep, and then math typically up to Calc 1 or uh, AP Calc AB. So which usually covers most people. Uh, sometimes people will come for like things beyond that, like Calc 3. But um, I mean, I did take the course, but it's not something uh, I'm proficient enough to explain to somebody else. Nobody is. <laughs> it, it gets really difficult. Like, you know, you get to like, yeah. some of those really uh, high level courses. It gets really difficult to find actually uh, someone, for, someone to help you. Because yeah, anybody but- that's that good at math is like socially dysfunctional. And they're just, they're just working <laughs> on giant chalkboards all day long. <laughs> I think Check. that's just movies. <laughs> no, that's not what mathematicians are doing. No, <laughs> I don't think a mathematician is an actual job. Like, is that an actual job? You just crunch. I know a guy. Like, he works for the Air Force. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He does. He's a mathematician. Is that his job title, though? Like, doesn't he do like something in specific? Uh, no, the Air Force pays him to do other stuff. He's not just doing math all day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you, usually, usually people that require like math degrees as a mathematician, yeah, they'll have some obscure job title, you know, like I think he's calculating I, I bombs example, landing but, on targets. I think is what he's actually doing. He yeah, can't say, yeah, no, they, he just, can't they, say. Just, they just want people that know that want they want people that know how to model things mathematically. Essentially, is really all they want, you know. And math people are obviously the best at that. So have mathematical modeling. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, can we put it into a computer simulation? Yeah. <laughs> And then, oh, you asking me? Uh, I'm just talking out oh. my ass. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, was, I have no idea. <laughs> no, that was a pregnant pause that came out of nowhere. Oh no, I thought that you were just. Yeah, I thought you were just just talking. Just yeah, talk. I, I don't think you were. It was a question. I'm not defending mathematicians. I'm assuming. Yeah, you get to some level of math where it's so fucking difficult that you gotta. Like, I think it's like it's an important degree, but it's. I've never heard someone say, "I am a mathematician." Yep. Like I've never I've never heard someone say those words. Yeah, but you can get a doctorate in mathology, right? <laughs> in mathemism yeah math you know, there, there's doctor maths right math doctors no but oh, yeah you can get a doctor in it right like uh but like like the job title like would be math professor like yeah. you're a professor of math or like maybe you're like a, da- a data scientist like i think the guy you're talking about he's a data scientist i think that's what his title yep. job title now is. giselle's a data scientist uh no the um uh tatiana oh no i no I don't want to blow her up on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but Giselle was on the podcast. She's a data person, right? Data and data analyst, not a data scientist. Oh. So how do you science data? I mean, data is data, right? Understanding how to interpret <laughs> the data, model it, make it useful. Data, data itself is pretty useless unless you know how to interpret it and what it's doing and all that kind of stuff. Oh, you got to put it in a pie chart a of- first. Yeah, a lot of mathematicians also, I feel like, wind up working in the financial industry because they, they do hire a lot of math people to figure out all this crazy shit, like with like derivatives and all this other insane fucking financial instruments that, you know, yeah. essentially requires a PhD to even fucking understand what the fuck is happening, you know? Oh, it's not too bad. I used to work in an investment bank, actually. And what? I actually worked in equity derivatives. 
Hey, there you go. Yeah. You're an evil mathematician. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a mathematician, though. I didn't, you know, I didn't get my degree in math. You just said a whole bunch of stuff that normal people don't understand. What equity derivatives? Equities are to make it simple, just stocks. Yeah. Typically, you know, and then derivatives just mean that it's something based upon a stock. So you typically like an option could be a future. Wait. So do you know how to make a ton of money in the stock market? I made some money personally, but you don't do it now. Isn't there an algorithm where you could just make money continuously and it just no, pulls money out <laughs> <of you? laughs> yeah, no. not that I'm aware of. At least buy low, sell high, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's just that simple. Just set up the computer yeah. to do the pie chart. You just and have then... to be able to predict the future. Easy, <laughs> yeah, barely an inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. You no, don't have an experimental it. algorithm to beat the market. Uh, I did some modeling and made some algorithms, but. Uh, I didn't find that they were going to be superior. There is at, at a time. Uh, this is back when there was a site called Quantopian. Quantopian. Uh, so, like a quant is someone who uses math and science uh, to, you know, kind of analyze the market. Yeah. So, um, Quantopian was a site to do that. So you can, you know, look at technical analysis, look at um, fundamental analysis, candlesticks. Uh, no, te- that's technical analysis. Oh, sorry. Can- candlesticks. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, fun- no, fun- no. Oh, sorry. Candlesticks are like where it has like the like colored bar and then it has the bar with like the lines on it up on yeah. either side of those, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, head and shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it has, it has like the open, the close, the high, the low Tea on the cups. candle. And then, yeah. you know, did it, you know, what was the performance for the day if it's, you know, down then it'd be red okay so even with all your super math skills you can't beat the s&p 500 uh no i think some people can yeah. oh you i mean you oh uh i mean yeah there was a time when i did yeah oh okay but you're not doing it now which means you don't think that you could beat it all the time um i don't think it's necessary at this point we so. talk about this free money right there on the stock market you could be getting it uh <laughs> but you also have to calculate the risk as well yeah. right so like like i mean sure like you know like it, it might be possible but um like it, it it's not necessary so like so there's a few stocks that i was looking at years ago so that like i went through a, a few different phases so um i was looking at crypto and whatnot and then uh i came to the conclusion that i just wasn't able to properly price it so i was like okay that's it's just not for me I, if i can't properly price it then mm-hmm. then it's not it's not the uh investment for me so i said okay all right fine so then I was looking at stocks and I, I, I thought this one strategy was going to be really good. It wasn't that good. Mm. Um, it wasn't that bad. It didn't you know, blow up the account or anything, but it just, it, it was, it, it wasn't really doing, doing anything. And, okay. it, it, and it was like, it was just more consistently underperforming. Yeah. So I was like, I, I was like, okay, well, you know, all right, fine. Then let's go with another strategy. So then, um, then I, I went more of a looked at more of like a Buffett approach and started just okay okay how can I analyze these stocks on a fundamental level? So then I guess like the the main thing that I did was I was always looking for primary source material. So by primary source material, it would be like material from the company themselves, like putting it out. So I was always looking at like ten Qs, the press releases, oh. um, and all of that data. So I was looking and reading all of that, and then. Um, uh, and then for a while it w- that wasn't working and I was like, okay. And then I was, and then I, I, I adjusted what I was looking for and whatnot in the companies. And then I was like, okay. Um, and then I kind of stumbled upon things that were going pretty well and, okay. uh, yeah, it went, it went pretty well. Okay. So you made some money and then you said, ah, I figured out how to make money. I don't need to do it anymore. 
Um, it's just not worth the risk because like you could make sure you can make more, right? Yeah. Or you can at this point just say, okay, well, um, I can just invest in the S and P 500 and then I'm getting, um, you know, whatever the return may be and then just kind of call it a day because I mean, that means that I need to still invest the time to read, you know, to, to Mm. do all that. And then like, uh, after a while I just didn't want to do it anymore. You got tired of reading financial reports. um, It like the portfolio just got to a point where it just wasn't necessary to do it. Like it just like, I didn't feel like it was, I was, I was getting a whole lot out of it by doing it anymore. I was like, okay, well, it would be less stress, actually. Like if I, I just I don't mean to give this. you a hard time. I just in total no, no, disbelief no, no, that no, you no. have no greed. Uh <laughs> well, no, I mean, so like I mean, some of the portfolios I made would would have been considered really risky. Um, but uh <laughs> I mean, like it made enough money. Nice. Like it just like uh like one of the companies I invested in was Tesla back yeah. in, you know, I think 2018 back when oh, Elon Lord. Musk was doing, yeah, he had just did the pot thing. And then, um, he had just then did the, uh, the other thing, uh, where he got in trouble with the sec for that one. Um, four twenty, four twenty, exactly. Yeah. A share. Exactly. So then he had gotten into those problems and I just analyzed the company. I was like, okay. Um, and then they had a really, really bad quarter. Like, mm. uh, it was really bad. Um, and, uh, I was looking at it. I was like, uh, I think it was just seasonally bad. And like, you know, the fundamentals of the company are still solid. So even if they did need to raise capital, which it did seem like they were going to need to raise capital, you know, soon. Um, I was like, it's, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like they're still, they're still able to secure the capital at, uh, at a low interest rate. So relative to their peers. So the peers mm. at the time were really Neo and some other tech companies. Um, and they were able to secure the capital at, at a relatively low interest rate. So I was like, okay, well, you know, like this can continue on and, uh, and things turned around and, um, it turned around substantially more than I thought. And, uh, and yeah, at that point, and then, you know, I was like, well, okay, well, I don't need to really stress myself out doing this anymore. I can, you know, this is not financial advice. Lim and Alex are not financial advisors. Yeah, no, this is definitely not a financial advice. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't take this as a narrative to now today invest in Tesla because for one thing, this was years ago. (laughs) Yeah, you missed it, dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it depends on how you see it, right? Like if you're valuing it as a car company, right, then yeah, it would be overvalued. If you're valuing it with the, the value of the autonomy aspect of it then um then its value is actually right in line so yeah. um but then you also have to say well you know like uh like what does that really mean for the value of it being autonomous just because it's now an autonomous company they still have to be able to profit on that autonomy so um, what, what is the value of robot cars driving around in the future by themselves well, I think the the narrative would be not just to have robot cars driving around, but to have just more more automation in general, right? So like mm-hmm. they want like the Tesla bot, which um, I, it's questionable, but uh, <laughs> like 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 I think they're they're trying to make more of a push that they're more of a robotics company, similar to um, Boston Dynamics. Yes, dancing robots. Yeah, great company. Exactly. You said what? He said great awesome company. dynamics. Oh, great, great company. company. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. company. I love the work that they do. It's incredible. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But those are war machines. 
I don't give a shit. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is cool. cool. It's literally a war machine that can travel through time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> I don't know how profitable they are, though. So, you know, they're a private company. Uh, defense contractors t- typically do well. <laughs> defense contractors do pretty typically well. Typically do fine. I, uh, I would wager that a lot of their funding probably comes from, like, defense contractors that are essentially throwing their money away now with the hopes of the development shit that they, they could be used later, you know, because they need that shit too eventually. And they need that talent to be able to work on it, you know. Even that cute yellow dog spot, all you have to do is stick yeah. a bomb on its back and have it run up into the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so that's like... The future. That's yeah. the future of warfare, man. There ain't yeah. going to be people fighting each other, shooting bullets at each get other. These, get these it's going to be swarms dogs. of AI-controlled fucking robots fighting each other. I think Reagan came up with the uh, the what was it called the Star Wars project or something yep. something along that those lines yeah where like you know uh, rather than having like a, you know a whole bunch of navy ships you know all around the world and then you know fire the missiles there you can just fire the missiles straight from space now we yeah. have the space force they wanted lasers yeah lasers maybe <laughs> yeah. lasers yeah and it was, was it lasers or is that just from Star Wars the movie. That's why they called the Star Wars because they wanted lasers. Did they? Oh, they. Oh, you're yeah. serious. Yeah, I was oh. around in the eighties. They, they did. Oh, okay. They, well, they, they did dedicate quite a bit of money into high energy weapons, but it, you know, it turns out that you know, due to physics, always get in the way, right? A physics makes it a little bit more difficult, you know. Yeah, so, they did. The energy did. needs and the distance you could actually hit. Right. The idea was if you could put a laser on a satellite, then you could shoot down all the ballistic missiles. Because the big worry was, you know, other countries shooting nukes on ballistic missiles. So, like, if we could laser them, then we could, you know, keep them from landing or, you know, disrupt them from exploding properly. Oh, check right? this out. Something interesting I was reading about recently that kind of relates to lasers. Uh, I was reading that um, that they've had successful tests where they're able to, in the sky, in, in theory, a satellite could shoot uh, a pulse of uh, energy towards the storm system and create an ionized path to ground that makes it highly likely that lightning would strike wherever you, you hit, mm. you know. You give a much lower resistance, so any electric buildup is already. You can essentially early trigger the fucking lightning on you know? somebody's house. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That's the thing is, I don't know what the actual application of that is. I mean, yeah. what is lightning going to do to anything? Point the lightning where it goes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if you hit a guy with lightning, I mean, at that point, just fucking shoot him. You know. No, <laughs> look, is Thor <laughs> awesome you, you, you or is Thor useless? Space, you know. Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was a, it was a DARPA funded project. Yeah. So. Well, what if you I don't could, know if you guys know about DARPA, but they're amazing too. What if you could shoot the lightning at a ballistic missile? Uh, I mean, I guess if you get a satellite react that quick, but yeah. Well, so that was the idea. The practicality was difficult. Uh, I yeah. think the first practice they had a airborne laser that took up a whole seven forty seven because you need all this ton of energy and all these batteries and computers and tracking yep. and optics and all this. A ton so, of capacitors. Yeah. So for a while they had a, a se- excuse me a seven forty seven that could shoot a laser. And so now they've gotten smaller. I think Navy ships can now carry lasers like that are strong enough to do some damage to, to shoot down missiles or land. I know that they, they, they use lasers to um, like off of boats and stuff to try to disable other people's optics. Yeah. You know, like they could, they could, once they, they can like locate cameras and shit and then they could kill the uh, CCD sensor. Burn out. Other other types of sensors too. Not just, not, not, not just video cameras either. Like sensors to do all sorts of stuff, you know. You essentially blind them with the uh, with uh, laser radiation. Blinded you know? me with science. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of these sensors work in ranges beyond the visible spectrum. So if you just flood those spectrums with uh, all sorts of bullshit, you know, yeah. it's, it's similar to radio jamming. You know, you're just you're just flooding the airwaves with nonsense that's stronger than the signal you're trying to get. 
Yeah. And you, you don't get anything. I'll tell you the value of automation. Uh, so as a realtor, I'm careening through neighborhoods, oftentimes in the afternoon. And <laughs> there are school zones where hundreds of parents are lined up in their cars to pick up their kids. It's weird because when I was a kid, you walked home from school. But apparently... Yeah, I, I never walked home from school. Yeah, well, so... But then you have an adult spending the day dropping you off and picking you up. Like they can't have yeah. a job then, right? The car can just do that. A uh, part-time job. My mom usually pick me up, but, she, but it would be part-time. At that yeah. Point. But it's weird to me that there are hundreds of adults like you guys aren't doing any productive. You're literally sitting here waiting for a 12-year-old. But then even if the 12-year-old gets home, even from the car, like, uh, or if it's a 12-year-old, I, I suppose at that point they could take care of themselves. But like a younger child, they wouldn't really be able to take care of themselves. I suppose they, yeah. they could, but I mean, like they'd probably make a mess. Yeah. I want to say like probably by 10, I think I was, we'd, we'd come home, open the door and 10 is like third grade. Yeah. It would be fifth grade. I think 10. Yeah. About, about 10 is whenever I started kind of, yeah. Gaining independence. Like, well, no, my like mom would let me, my parents had to work. So more. they'd be like, you know, get off the bus, go in the house and here's the food. Yeah. Like, you know, exactly. How to, yeah. Don't do anything until I get home. Like <laughs> I was using a stove when I was 10, you know, I was yeah. fine. They'd tell us to do our homework, but we were playing Nintendo. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but my parents were out working. So it's weird to me that there's like at every school, hundreds of non-productive adults sitting in their Lexus or whatever. Right. It's just because Alex, we, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask like, like realistically, how long do you think it's actually going to be until even, I guess, I don't want to say fully autonomous, but mostly autonomous becomes an actual viable thing. Since you have Safety. studied the Tesla directly, uh, for, you must prognosticate. For the cars? Yeah. Um, what do you think is a realistic timeline for that? Well, for Tesla, I think they face a few challenges. For one thing, they're, they're facing a chip shortage. And they started right. the last year. Um, I mean, don't quote me because I haven't kept up with it. But I remember last year they said that they were they're not going to sell their cars with the radar um, sensors on them. So they're facing a challenge there, right? Because seeing things um, like, like, like with a camera is, is, is not hard, right? But understanding depth perception is a little more challenging for a computer to do. Um, I mean, you know, of course you can, you can there's the, the thought that, you know, if we're able to, to analyze depth perception with just our eyes, then, you know, over time a computer could do the same. Um, but, um, I mean, it doesn't seem like that might be the case. Uh, it seems like computers might need some assistance with like, you know, the radar just to be able to kind of gauge things. Mm. Um, so they're not selling their cars with that. At least last time I checked, they weren't. Um, so I think that's a challenge for Tesla. Um, in terms of some of the other companies like Waymo, um, I know they're doing things out in Phoenix, I believe, um, which are, which looks promising. Uh, but I think Waymo's issue is that they it's not like full scale like Tesla. So Tesla, they're looking at thing. They're looking at they're gathering, gathering data from all across the world. While Waymo is mainly focused in Silicon Valley and in Phoenix. Right. So they, they have a small, a smaller sample size. Um, if you look at a company like Uber, I remember there's uh, actually I don't think even Uber has an autonomous division. But I remember years ago people were saying um, like Uber had the 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 lead in data, and uh, I was like, what? What are you talking about? Uber <laughs> does not have the lead. I'm like, uh, they're, they're, <laughs> That's like bullshit. I remember there was this analyst. He was talking on YouTube. He was like, Uber definitely has the autonomous lead. I'm like. 
that's not true. I'm like, he's like, well, Uber has all the drivers running around. What data from their phones, like on how fast they're going and stopping. I mean, sure, that gives you data on like, you know, like traffic and about, you know, like uh, where the road signs may be. That isn't it's that's not that's not extremely meaningful. Like we already have no. that with maps. Like that's not that's meaningful. not what an AI. There needs are companies to. you can go to and buy that information from. It's already exists. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly. I didn't think there was some stench. I, 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 I'm pretty sure they they when the pandemic happened, they, they completely like iced out that division and sold it off to somebody um, because it, it didn't make sense. Like it, that, that one never made any sense to me. Um, and you know, like a lot, there's a lot, and that's where like you, you have to differentiate if you're going to like be like investing, uh, like picking stocks, you got to differentiate primary sources and secondary sources. That was, guy was a secondary source giving his own thought on what, you know, who had the data lead, you know, granted, no one technically knows who has a data lead because they don't all just say, well, you know, here's all our data and then you guys decide. But, um, like it, it like I, it just seemed blatantly wrong. Like, I, like I was like, there, there's no way you can get to this conclusion and, and how you got to this conclusion still seems wrong. So yeah. like, like there's, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, analysts like that where, you know, they don't, like a lot, a lot, like an analyst, like, like an analyst job, like if you're analyzing a stock could be, you look at the company's guidance and then you kind of, you know, go up and down from there. And then, you know, like a, maybe you have like a model in the background, but, um, like a lot of these analysts, uh, wait, so are you as an analyst telling Joe, don't hold your breath for self-driving cars? No, I mean, I think it will happen, Joe. Because that was the original question. I'm sorry. I know I ramble. I know I ramble from time to time. I, I think I, it, it I need a used ass Tesla to pick up my 12 year old. <laughs> I think. Uh, let's see. What year are we in? 2022. Um, I think we could have some level of full autonomy, maybe by 2025, maybe 2027, um, and then beyond that, um, I guess where it's affordable. Um, or readily available for everybody, you know, like like from like an Uber system or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then maybe by twenty thirty. So that's what my thoughts would be. How do you think it's going to impact uh, our current insurance system? Um, How's that going to work? That's something I always think about is like the legal side of autonomy. You know, no insurance is the profit side. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, your Thomas car hits somebody and kills them. You know, I mean, what happens then? You know, well, if you were in somebody, what if, if the car was was driving and and we've all agreed that you know the the car can drive on its own, then the software manufacturer should be responsible. But then you can also make the argument: well, you know, what if someone like Tesla sells their software to other companies? Then who's responsible? Because then they could say, well, Tesla could say, well, you know, you didn't have all the sensors on the car, and then you could say, well, the manufacturer isn't responsible. Um, I mean, I think it would be a net win, though, for the general consumer, you know, because then uh, it's not in your hands. Uh, and then, you know, that's uh, some extra money in your pocket every month. Oh, right. we, yeah. We don't care who the car runs over as long as I'm not getting sued for running people over. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just get I, I sued for I, other things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For, for everything I, I said I think, on this podcast. <laughs> I think there'll be a Hopefully weird not. transitionary period, too. <laughs> like, shit's going to be weird whenever it's starting to become more common, but other people won't give it up. And it's a blend of, you know, non-autonomous and autonomous cars. That's going to, I think eventually too, like way down the road, I think the vast majority of cars and vehicles on the road will be fully autonomous. But in the meantime, there's going to be a lot of, 
I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of growing pains for autonomy in the next 10 years, just for the simple fact that humans are still stupid as fuck. And uh, they're gonna, we're going to find a way to fuck it up. You know, yeah, we're going to be doing dumb shit in their autonomous vehicles. You know, I mean, I know, I know that like right now, one of the biggest challenges for autonomy for vehicles is like crazy conditions that are hard for even a human to account for, like hitting black ice, you yeah. know? I mean, shit like that, driving up a snowy overpass whenever it's white out conditions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, the car's going to refuse to drive, but then are you going to be stuck? Do you not drive it? You no, know but, I mean? but I self-driving mean, cars don't have to be perfect in all situations, right? They just have to be better than humans. Well, for us to get to a point where we all, the whole, we, whether this is essentially the norm, you know, yeah. not having a, like, where, like, whenever you see somebody with a horse and a fucking buggy nowadays giving, you know, rides and, you know, during festivals or whatever, you're like, oh, cool, look at that. Yeah. You know, eventually that's what it'll be for cars that aren't autonomous, you know, but that's a long ways away. So the standard, though, it would be the not so much that they're better than humans, right? Because, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, we're our humans, but like, that's a low bar, right? Like, yeah. we, it, yeah. it, ha it, ha it has to be like, you know, like, 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 substantially better in like like the vast majority of situations yeah yeah like the overwhelming majority of situations yeah there might be fringe situations yeah but anything that's reasonable to encounter for an average driver yeah would have to be completely accounted for yeah before people would even really trust it i think you know a lot of people like i, I would trust it you know i mean i'm not an idiot that would you know put an orange in the fucking tesla handle and then you know get in the back seat you know right <laughs> now but but like I, i've seen people with cars like i didn't even know this like ford like their newer cars they have like i forget what they call it they call it like uh lane following or something like that lane where assist. lane assist yeah where it's essentially self-driving while you're on a fucking freeway and as long as you can see the goddamn lines it just turns itself you know it's pretty fucking nuts really and i trust that already you know but i also wouldn't trust it. i wouldn't trust it enough to be in the back seat i mean like no like fucking crazy futuristic you know stuff where you just get in the backseat of a, of a car that has no fucking driver's seat at all. You know, the thing like about I, it, would, I wouldn't do that. No, it's coming yet. in 2027, 2027. <laughs> like that's what you said. Uh, highway, highway driving is, is really easy, right? Mm -hmm. Like even like when you're teaching somebody how to drive on a highway, right? You just go straight, you just keep going, you know, mm -hmm. like, like yeah. watch your speed, monitor speed. Um, you know, like there's no obstacles, like mm -hmm. driving on the city is where there's obstacles. Pedestrians could be anywhere. Yep. Ideally, they should be in the inter, uh, uh, you know, at the, uh, the intersections if they're trying to cross, yeah. but you know, they don't necessarily are nope. always there. Right. You know, um, do people in Las Vegas love to jaywalk? Yeah, uh, I think no more than anywhere else. What yeah. do you I, I was told, I was told it was an arrestable crime, so I did not do it at all. I was, well, my friend might have been bullshitting. I was talking to a Metro cop and they said they're stopped ticketing jaywalkers. Oh really? Really? In the last couple of years, yeah. You can jaywalk all over Vegas if you want. And there, there were times where I'd be waiting on a dark corner at 3 a.m. with no cars anywhere, <laughs> waiting for the fucking light to turn because I didn't want to get busted for fucking jaywalking. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, swear to God. No, I was. I'd be drunk. I don't want to get arrested in Vegas while I'm drunk. You know, it sounds horrible. Oh. I don't know if they're gonna try to shake me down because I'm a tourist. I don't know. No. Well, yeah. So I, the, I watched the movie Casino way too much in my life, so. Yeah, so my the, view of Vegas the cops aren't going to ticket you now, but we do have a lot of uh, pedestrian deaths in Las Vegas. Do we really? I, I, yeah, I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, well, we got these bars on every corner, and we've got um, a lot of lights distracting people, and we got a lot of people from out of town, and we got a lot of 
risky Alcohol. behavior. The governor wrecked his car like uh, a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened. I just know oh. he wrecked it. And then like the cop came in and was like, are you all right? He's like, it's going to turn into a media circus. <laughs> and and, 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 and right. the cop is like, are you, you, are you okay? Do you want to go to the hospital? He's like, no, this is going to turn into a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Is this uh, Sisolak? Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, okay. yeah, yeah, that guy. Nice guy. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know much about him. I met him at a Raider game one time. Oh, did you really? Yeah, he's a nice fellow. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean... That's pretty cool. It might have been an act. If you're a politician, you want everybody to like you, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Steve was a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, right? It's not like he's going to be like, who the fuck are you? you know? <laughs> get this asshole out of my face. view, you know? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you, poor? Stop talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> Does uh, he live in Vegas or? Well, I guess so because that, his accident was in Vegas. But doesn't he like? Isn't his like? So our office in Carson? yeah, like the capital is Carson City. So his his work is in Carson City, but Nevada is a weird. Wait, state. is this the governor? Yeah, yeah, yeah the governor. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you said mayor. Oh my god, this was the governor. No, no, he's the governor. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I don't even yeah, know. Right. The mayor oh, now the it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's just a bigger deal than a mayor. It's like yeah, mayors, whatever they come and go. You know, they're kind of next powerful. level governors. Governors wield crazy power yeah but it, <laughs> vegas is only the the vegas Va oh nevada is only the vegas valley and then reno and then carson city well, that, really? so that's the and thing then a fuck ton of rocks yeah, yeah so yeah. the state of nevada <laughs> has three million people and two million of them are in vegas right so vegas is not the oh, capital really? of nevada but it's the center of nevada right it is yeah. and yeah. I, I bet you have it's probably like 90 percent of the goddamn gdp of the entire state you know yeah well yeah casinos and mining you guys don't manufacture anything in nevada right really i mean what what would Nevada's exports be? Hipsters. Other than sadness. What? <laughs> Hipsters. <laughs> Hipsters. <laughs> I think set, we have send some, some mines. I think so. There's, there's some mines. There's a lot of mining, a lot of silver, gold. Is there really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Okay. A cool. lot of weird stuff that like chloride and gypsum, borax and yeah. Oh, yeah. See, and that's the kind of shit that nobody thinks about, but it's important for all sorts of other products yes. and like processes and whatnot. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of that uh, cool. material okay, can, comes right. out of, right. out of the Fair desert. Enough. Yeah. It's a huge industry. All right, back to uh, to your oh, yeah. <laughs> consulting. Let's, let's talk about Alex. <laughs> so yeah, when, did, yeah. when did you decide to go full time with it? Like, did you go out, get out of college and then already do full time with it? Or was it a gradual buildup? Okay, so I was working at Goldman. I would work in the summers and uh, it was an internship, but it was a paid internship. In fact, they, they paid me some, in my department better than some of the full time people. You were at Goldman Sachs? Yeah. Bro, that's like the evil empire. Yeah, I suppose. That's okay. one way to see it. You were in there with all the money. <laughs> no, oh, you know, this, this is a funny story. Someone <laughs> someone broke into the bank one day. Uh and like uh, we and and like it took them like all day long security to find this person. And like they were just sitting on a computer. And like it, no one would have known the wiser because there were Oh, they broke in and pretended they were working there? Yeah. Okay. Like this that's they must smart. have been like, you know, kind of kind of Sorry. Cuckoo? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, they broke in and they just were just sitting at a, at a, at a computer. And then like, uh, since there are no seat assignments, oh. I, like they were like seat assignments kind of, but like um, there are no really seat assignments. So like this could have been a guy from New York. Nobody would have known. Yeah, no one would have known. Okay. Like exactly. So he could have been from anywhere. And then like, they're, yeah, he's just sitting there. And there he you know, is. Exactly. I don't know what he does. He does, you know, like, um, yeah. Okay. And then, <laughs> then they found him. And so we would always make this joke that if anyone ever held us at gunpoint, I'd be like, I don't know what you want, man. That there's no <laughs> there's no money here. There's no cash. Like there's a lot of money transacting through here, but 
there's yeah. no cash. Like, do you want to steal these monitors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a Goldman is a bank, but it's not a bank like we walk into with safety deposit boxes and tellers and yeah, there's not sure. There. It was just no an ATM. investment, just an investment bank. Gotcha. Um, I think I think they did have like a network similar to like um other other banks like um like there's some like small banks out there that they don't have um. They don't have the capability to actually like you know build a whole bunch of a network of ATMs, so they use like a, a, a already established network. Like I think it's called like the All Point Network System. Wait, yeah. there's not a vault there with like gold bars and a million dollar bill. I mean, if there was, I never saw it, and it wasn't in it wasn't in Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the highest bill? There's not a million dollar bill, right? Is there a thousand dollar bill? I think there was a multi thousand dollar bill way back when that was like. Really rare. Ten thousand dollar bill, something like that. Yeah, I want to say in the nineties they went away with the ten thousand dollar bill. I think it was due to the drug smuggling. It was too easy to get. Um, I mean, like no, no legitimate person needs a ten thousand dollar bill, especially yeah, like yeah. you know, like prior to the inflation. And you said like the nineties, so like you know that would be a lot more than it is today. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're like twenty now. Wait, then probably twenty or thirty now. now. Yeah. You yeah. can actually, if you bring more than $10,000 in an airport, you can get that money seized. Oh, so we need yeah. a $999,000 bill. Yeah. Well, no, no. Then they, then <laughs> the, the IRS they hit you for, they, yeah, yeah oh. they, they hit you for structuring. Yeah. So yeah. So then that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. You I, don't like, want to do that. God yeah. Damn it. No. They, they say, you don't know, no, you know what you're doing. Like that's a dollar short. It, 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 now they're hitting you for Wait, structuring. But then charges. what number is not structuring? Like 8,850? Just ra- random amounts that, that don't have a seen of any pattern. I mean, you literally just want to get two sets of D20 die and roll them. And that's the amount you're going to try to move today. You know, I've got $9,058 and 12 cents. Yeah. 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 They, they're not, they're not stupid these days, man. Like, yeah, they'll detect that structuring bullshit so quick. You won't even know what happened. You sound and, like you were trying to smuggle money, Joe. I know nothing about anything. <laughs> what? No, but it's called let's, civil. Let's talk about Alex. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's called civil asset forfeiture, and um, yep. like they'll con- they'll oh, confiscate God. the money a lot of times, and uh, they'll still let you go because they'll say, "Well, the money's under investigation," so they impound the money, and then the money is actually put on trial. So it'll be like ten thousand dollars versus the the state of Nevada. Or nine hundred nine thousand nine hundred yep. exactly yeah, versus okay. the state. So then you have to get an attorney to then go and fight for your money's behalf because you're not cleared of any wrongdoing. Because they'll say, well, you know, the money could have been used for drug trafficking, but if even if it was used for drug trafficking, you would think they would arrest you. Yeah, you know, for drug trafficking, but they say, no, 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 no. You're, you want you're the money. Fine. Yeah. We want the money. So yep. did they? So those then, are the shakedowns that you're you're talking. Yes. About. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but then and, the, you know I. There was a sorry. I'm sorry. It's really quick. No. There was a case in Portland where like like somebody uh, had like they were going to they owned a restaurant and they were going to buy some kitchen equipment off of like Craigslist or some shit and they had like twelve thousand dollars in cash, not even that much, and the cops seized it. And uh, what was bullshit is the cost for the lawyer to fight it. They would have essentially wound up with nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I feel like the smaller ones are almost more lucrative because it's you know if, if they seize you know one and a half million dollars from you in cash, it's probably worth fighting for. You know they seize eight grand from you. What do you do? Pay an attorney to fucking fight for God knows how many hours? I think know? I would go firebomb the court and then go firebomb the uh, police station. Yeah, <laughs> for real. That's what I would do. I can't even imagine. I mean, I've heard stories about people getting their shit civil fortitude by, uh, like, you know, buying stuff that was high valued, just having cash and just getting fucked. You're not, you're never under investigation or anything. 
your money. It's like the most unconstitutional thing I've ever heard of. You Wait, know? but the people cop are out there protesting and whining about masks, and then you know nobody cares about this shit. You know, but the cop the himself fuck, doesn't get the money, right? The money goes into like the department the, does the city. It, it goes into a fund that's distributed. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> To buy I don't know stuff. the exact structure, but it does it does get distributed and and people do get essentially bounties. You know what I mean? Like dirty shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they can afford all these tanks and fucking this crazy toys that they have and shit. Well, yeah. All right, back to Goldman. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So you <laughs> used to work at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No worries there. If you want to sneak in there, you can get away with it for about twenty minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> how, how they realize that that guy was the the, the, the guy that they were looking for? Uh, cause security, he, he checked, you have to go through the, it was like a big office that had a whole bunch of other offices in it. And mm -hmm. like, you would have to go through security to get up. And he just said, Oh, I left my pass at home, which, you know, sometimes people do do that. And then <laughs> he uh, wrote in the book, Johnny lick my nuts. As his name. Well, he would have to go to the <laughs> other floor that the security floor. And he just never went there. Ah, uh, okay. And then they're like, well, well, where is this guy? And then I, like, after a while, they're like, there's someone running around here, and then like they're like, where, where is he? And then they found him. They're like, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's trying to hack in. Maybe he was trying to. But Wait, they didn't arrest him or anything for trespassing. I don't know. I don't know. Like, okay. um, I didn't follow up with that part. Yeah, maybe they did. Probably. Yeah, it definitely detained him. Detained. That's what we like. So forfeiture just pro pockets. probably probably arrested him then too. Probably called the cops and the, who then arrested him. Okay. But yeah. what is that though? This is a simple, like, what would that be? Just trespassing? I mean, what, what would even the guess. charge be? I yeah. guess trespassing. I, I don't think he did anything. That's right. the thing. It's like, yeah, that, that'd be one of those things where even if his intent was bad, like, no, he's very much he actually impersonating did. a hedge fund manager. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I do that every day of my life. <laughs> like a boss. Yeah. I'm one of the top posters on some of those financial reddits, and I don't know anything about money. <laughs> 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 Okay, so uh, you're you're escaping Goldman Sachs. <laughs> me? Yeah, you're trying to get out of the building. I'm trying to pick up your story because I keep interrupting you. <laughs> wait, get out of the building. Wait, wait, what? I was just fucking around. You used to work yeah, at wait, Goldman Sachs. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I was getting confused. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> is this turning into a diehard script? Yeah, I know. I, I, was, I, was, I was like, wait, 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 what is going on? <laughs> Are those vents really big enough to crawl through? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a vent big enough to crawl through. Look at that vent right there. Like, you yeah, think you can crawl vent, through? Yeah. I mean, oh, it's unrealistic. Yeah. Those vents only exist in action movies. Exactly. That's what I think. It only exists in a movie. Cool. All right. So you worked at Goldman and then yes. that was, uh, then that jumped you into your business or? So I was working there as a technology analyst. So analyst, so it's not confusing, uh, for the people listening and for you guys, yeah. uh, that's just the entry level. So that's, so they call everybody analysts. Uh, oh. although there are financial analysts who analyze stocks, that was not what my job was. Like okay. I was doing engineering work there. So, um, cause I worked in technology. So then the specific teams I worked on were the equities team, uh, general equities team. Well, it was equities QA, which is a uh, QA quality assurance. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then the next year I was working in equities derivatives. So, yeah. And then what was your other question? After so that? how did that lead into your, um, Oh, gotcha. Oh yeah. That was a funny <laughs> story. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So funny, I, was, bring that up. <laughs> I was working there. So it was the internship and I was doing it during summer. Right. And then I had done it during 2016, had a great time. And I was like, Oh, cool. And I came back 2017. And I remember I sent an email to my old manager and it said a uh, failure notice and it kicked back to me. I was like, Oh, that's a little weird. 
I was like, okay. And then I remember uh, I was chatting with this this other guy. Um, I forget the guy's name, but it doesn't matter anyway. I wouldn't drop their names anyway. And then he and I asked him. I, I was like, Brandon. hey, do you know? Do you know? Uh, we'll just call this guy. I was like, I said, hey, where's uh, where's where's George? George who? I'm like. What do you mean the, the, the George who's been working here in this department? Like you would know this George, like, and he was like, "Oh yeah, 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 George, yeah, he doesn't work here anymore." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, okay, all right, okay." I was like, uh, "And we had we like me and my team, uh, all of us that that were working there in the summer, we had like even sent them like like uh like 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 we would check in with them during like Thanksgiving and like during the, during the time." So I was like, "Okay, that's a little weird that he's not working there." I was like, okay, but you know, it happens, you know, right? And then I said, okay, well, what about this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't work there either. Hmm. Okay, what about this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's gone too. Okay, what about this guy? Oh, yeah, 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 your buddy, yeah. Because our mentors, we they, the term was a buddy, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a mentor. And, he, and then he was like, yeah, he just left. Yeah, I was like, okay. I'm like, that's a little weird. So I, then I got there and, and, then, I, and then like I find out, Oh yeah, you know that project you were doing last year? Well, that was to get rid of your team. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I remember looking at the work I was doing in 2016. I was looking in the details. I was like, this is a pretty safe job. Like, I was looking at it. I was thinking, like, I was like, there's, there's no way. There's some of these things are that they're what we were dealing with were from the 90s. I was like, golden. This is a safe, this is a safe job. <laughs> I, I was, and then I and then to find out like I had automated my team away. I was like, "Oh my god." I was like, um I was like, "Why why didn't anyone say anything?" "Oh, we didn't want to tell you guys because you probably <laughs> feel some type of way." Yeah, I think I would. And now I'm finding out about it now. I was like, "Okay, all right, interesting." So it kind of Wait, so you built automation that eliminated the jobs? Yeah, so like that was like the basis of our whole project. Our whole nice. project uh which, you know, it did get to be used um and they still use well i don't know if they still use it i don't know but like uh they use it when i left and then uh yeah it was to, to automate my team's team's like function away yeah that's the ultimate office dick move i love it yeah it was it was it was it was so at that point i was like uh i don't know if i want to come back and then so i was uh, I, so i like i was like uh you know no, like think how many more jobs you could have slashed <laughs> <laughs> but at the time i was still tutoring and i was tutoring all through college and then i was like well you know like uh at the time i was charging like the same hourly rate that goldman was ended up paying me so i was like what if i uh because I was doing it in school, I was doing it part-time, you know, because I had school. And I was like, what if I, is this possible to scale up? And I said, okay, well, what if I do some more advertising, you know, like uh, change like the marketing a bit. And um, yeah, and it was possible to scale up. So then at that point I said, okay, if I'm doing this just with myself, just it's, I'm, I'm the only one tutoring. And then I'm able to make the same salary uh, as what I was making there. I said, okay, well, could I get it beyond this? And then I, I like, uh, I, I said, I know I can raise the rates higher than what I, w- what I was charging. Um, so I was like, okay, so that's definitely, that's definitely true. And I said, uh, well, I can definitely, you know, find some sort of way to partner with other tutors to then, you know, make some more money there. And I said, yeah, um, yeah, it's a done deal. So then I just was like, yeah, I'm not going to come back. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, that's really what the story was. I <laughs> like at that point I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And they're like, what? You're gonna you're gonna leave to to tutor what? <laughs> and they're like, oh, Alex, you're making such a big mistake. I was like, no, no, no. Like, like I'm like I. 
ran the numbers. I know what I'm looking at here. <laughs> I like, analyzed you know, it. Like I'm like I know what you guys are paying me. Like they offered me my my intern salary, so I already know what the the, the pay was going to be. Like uh, I was like okay. Uh, I was like all right, yeah, no, I'm good. And then I just uh, kind of checked out. And then uh, that's how I'm here today. Mm. <laughs> well, so most people would say, hey, you you turned down an illustrious career, right? You could have moved up the ladder at, at Goldman. You could have been a corporate raider. You could have been a hedge fund manager and you could have been even a regular bank guy. You could have, you know, <laughs> a lot of people have that social pressure, right? So did that occur to you at all? Or are you just literally like, I'm here for the money? Um, no, there, there was definitely social pressure, right? So like uh, even my parents hearing it and uh, a lot of my family, like extended family, just started coming out of the woodworks and saying things. Um, so that was interesting. Like, <laughs> like, like, Jerry? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah like 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 uh, just just people were just starting to say all these things. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, no, like like uh, like one of them said, well, what about health insurance? Yeah, I, I, I can get health insurance. Like um, I was like, like like um, and like they would just they would just they start talking to me like like as if i wasn't like in my right mind and i was like no yeah. i i am in my right mind here i was like okay it's fine like you know it's fine um but yeah no i mean like uh i could have done that but like um i don't know i didn't i just uh did something else um it wasn't some a grandiose decision it just was like okay well like yeah you know the decision kind of came up <laughs> and that was that was it um so yeah, that's really what it came down to. Did it feel like a there was a transitionary period, like as in, so that moment when you went to Goldman and they said, "Hey, you just you just slashed all your ex coworkers." Yeah, was that the moment where you said, "Okay, I'm done"? Was or was there kind of like a three month period where? Um, no, it was at the start of the internship. I was like, uh, it was, I was like, it's off putting, but I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna just kind of work through it, and then like. Uh, I don't know. I just, maybe, maybe that was the defining moment, but like, I don't think it wasn't like a conscious decision at that point. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going back. But, um, it was just like, I was like, uh, that's just kind of off putting. So like, you, uh, yeah, you, pl you worked out that, that, uh, that contract or mm -hmm. yeah, the internship. So that was yeah. like three months. Yeah, it was three months. So you had three months to kind of figure it out. And then you had the, the money from the, that was a paid internship yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. They paid me, they paid, they offered when I, they wanted me to come full time. They offered me the same salary. So at the okay at the at the end they offered you the full salary or the at, towards the beginning. So when I was an intern, they paid me, and then they they offered me that, and then um, when I when they wanted me to come back, like after I finished the internship because I still did well to do my job, and then they said, yeah, you know, like uh, we like to have you back. And uh, okay. at that point, like uh, like I was like I don't know, but you know, I was like yeah, you know, like uh, like I'll entertain it, like you know. So during that three month period where you already doing the you're doing tutoring even before that oh i was doing tutoring in college like prior to this so like i was working as a barista like we mentioned barista fire earlier so like, i was working there and then i left <laughs> That's that not job. the ticket yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know i i left that job that it was, it was a fine job but i had to leave that job and then and then that's when i started tutoring um and then it was it was really just as simple as um, I didn't have a job and then someone came into um, like um, one of the one of the a professor came and said oh I'm looking for a tutor and then uh, for my son I was like uh, yeah I can do that and I said I said and then she said um, 
well, how much would you would you charge? I said uh, 15 because I didn't have a job. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK, I need some money. And yeah. then <laughs> and then she's like, we'll pay you 25. I'm like, perfect. And then they referred me to Wait, they, she negotiated you up. Yeah, they, they like me. So <laughs> maybe I'm charismatic. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. That's up for your viewers to decide. <laughs> You're a likable son of a bitch. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so was it during those those last three months at Goldman where you were were you trying to look at how, when you said scale up, were you like, did the, you have four? The audience wants to know what salary we're talking about here. What did you walk away from? Is it like 50 grand a year or like 80 it was grand a 65. year? 65. Okay. So that's pretty good for a college guy, right? That's, yeah. Is it a, that was, that was, that was the most money I've ever made. Well, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. yeah and most I Americans, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Huh? So then I said, okay, well, if I can get to 65, <laughs> <laughs> then I could get further. And then uh, for the audio listeners, Emma just held up his, uh, <laughs> his trophy of five million dollars uh, sold. Uh, yes, five million times three percent. Uh, it's not, it's closer to two these days. Okay, yeah, a lot of them are it's still six figures. That's a hundred thousand. It was it was a good year, yeah. Um, but I I also helped. You know, there's a couple of deals where I didn't make much money, but my goal was to get people into the home. So I sometimes I help people when there's not a commission in it <laughs> so it's nice of you yeah i mean well so here's a great oh i don't mean to sidetrack us but like here's the crazy thing like for somebody buying a house like this is a serious big like this is a life changer to get a house in terms of your home and your wealth so like if i don't make a commission like well i'd still rather get you into a freaking house because that'll that'll change the trajectory of your life in the positive in most cases so my my number one goal is to get the client a good result if I do my job all the time, then I'll get commissions. It's fine, right? So a lot of agents are commissioned, like they're focused on the, the prize, right? They're focused on the, the money. And I don't think that's the right way to do it. But it's hard because it's commission on the gig. So um, so when you don't have enough commissions, and then you got a problem. So, <laughs> but yes. Well, uh, clearly you have enough commissions. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was a good year. But um, yeah, so it's not it's not a charity, right? I'm not... Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. I do make money. I'm not going to say that I don't do well, but it's we we all do work for money. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I know a lot of employers like to be like, "Well, well why would you want to come here?" Well, yeah. I mean, the clear reason is I, I need <laughs> I want to get paid. You all got I paychecks, think, right? I, I, exactly. I, I I have something I want to do, things I want to do, and I'm going to need money to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate those questions like that for that exact reason. It's just like, why? Why are you asking me this? Like, we both know. Yeah, yeah. they're not stupid. It's not like they actually. Dude, my, my first, uh, my first accounting job out of college. So I got a degree in accounting. My first, uh, it was a a small corporation and the, (laughs) the CFOs like, what's your five-year plan? I was like, I don't, I don't really have a five-year plan. I just finished college. (laughs) I got bills to pay. I gotta, just gonna make some money (laughs) just like that. Right. (laughs) And so he didn't tell me until after I got hired and he knew me for a while. I was like, Dude, that cracked us up in the office. We laughed all afternoon because <laughs> everybody else has this bullshit answer of, oh, yeah, I've got a five-year plan. I'm going to do this, this, and this, right? I don't even know what it is. Just like, yeah, like you say, literally, I need the money. Like I w- Yeah, I need money. I, I need want money. money. I want yeah. more money than my last job. That's yeah. why I'm here. All right. Yeah. yeah. If it was fun, you wouldn't have to pay me to show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, prior to Goldman, that three months, were you already lining up? Did you already have clients like it was a revolving door? Or did you just have steady clients that came that signed up with you? Uh, so uh, here, I'll give you like more of a timeline. That way it's more a little more clear. So let's see. I was working at Starbucks from 2013 
It's around like end of 2015, something like that. That sounds about right to me, timeline wise. And then around 2015, that's when that's when I got approached and someone said, oh, you know, you need a tutor. And I was like, yeah. Um, or or they said they need a tutor. And I said, yes. Um, Wait, at and the then, Starbucks? No, no, I had already quit the Starbucks. Okay. But I was working there to like trying around like the end of 2015. Okay. So yeah. So then um so yeah, so then so then they approached me and then and then I started working with them and then they referred me to somebody else and then uh, I was dating this girl and then she showed me to this other site so I can find more students and then uh the ball kind of got rolling from there. So I, I was doing this uh as my part-time job. Mm-hmm. So then uh summers would roll around and then I would work out there for Goldman. And then um, school year, I would work as a tutor. And then it wasn't until I went back 2017 because that was my last internship. And that was when I was going to be coming full time after that, like when I, when I would finish uh, school. Then they were, they were, that's when I found out about the team. And then I was like, okay, that's a little weird. I was like, I'm going to kind of just finish, you know, this, this job, this, the three months. And then I'm going to just, you know, and then, yeah. and then we're going to, I'm just going to see what's going to go on from there. And then, um, I mean, like I even accepted the offer at first. I was like, well, you know, like there was a possibility that I'm not going to be able to scale this. Like there is a possibility and they, they needed a time. They, they had like responded to me like right after the, the internship had ended. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, yeah, here. Um, I just let them know. I was like, hey, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the offer. And then, um, and then I said, okay, well, like I got to figure, figure this out. Either I'm going to be able to scale this up or I'm not. If I'm, if I'm not, then I'm going to just going to go back to them. And then, you know, kind of, kind of play the cards from there. Um, but no, I was able to scale it up. And so then at that point, then I weighed the option by, okay, well, it was able to scale up. So by that more clients, um, and then, um, yeah, just, just made more clients. And then, and at that point I was like, okay, this is perfect. Then let's, uh, let's, I guess just go forward with this. You know, I already have this going here, so let's just keep going with this. I think scaling up is the hard thing for every company probably. Yeah. So in your case, was it, did it seem easy? Do you think you got lucky? Do you think it, you're just in a, a niche that you're able to find clients real easily or how would you describe that? Um, it, it was definitely a little bit of luck. So I was tutoring online and in person those days and there was a site called Wiseant and then they were starting to make thing, a big push to go online. Like, I think it was like, like probably 2017, they were saying like, yeah, like online is the future guys. This is what we're going to do. We're going to really like, like, like push. And, um, they were right. Yeah, no, they were right. You know, like they were right. Um, and then like, uh, with computer science, especially, um, there's a lot of people who know how to program, but there's not a lot of tutors for computer science. So it provides a very unique opportunity for me where like, there's still people who need the help for that. Uh, and I can kind of just easily, you know, kind of like, kind of, um, help those students out because there's just as not as much competition. So, um, like math, math, there's a, there's a, there's a large supply and there's a large demand, but computer science, there's a, there's a low supply and there's a high demand. So, uh, it just creates a unique opportunity. So there's that. Cause anybody that's good at programming will just go get a job, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So like, um, so there's that. And then, um, and then I was doing, I was already selling things on Craigslist. Um, so then I said, well, why don't I just throw this on Craigslist? And then I said, okay, perfect. And then, uh, lo and behold, there's actually a whole a lot of people who look for tutors on Craigslist. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I was surprised by that. I was like, this is perfect. 
Um, so then that, that was like, um, so then I really had two channels where I was getting my students, right? I was getting them through Craigslist and I was getting through Wise. And I said, okay, this is perfect. And I said, okay, well, in the future, then I can, you know, do advertising like Google, maybe Facebook, and then I can look for some other sites to then kind of just list the services. Um, so, um, I mean, I wouldn't call it like just purely luck. There were some things that were lucky about it, but, um, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I did have to, I did have to like, 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 you know, put in the, the effort to, to, you know, to see it, to see it grow. Yeah. I don't mean to ask that question in a way that it's no, no, insulting no, no, no. at all. No, um, no, no, not at all. Cause I mean, even like say this podcast, I want it to grow in subscribers, but scaling up is not the, that's the hard part. Doing the content is sort of easy. Cutting video editing is kind of easy. Um, so I think finding that way of growing is, is sometimes special, sometimes difficult. Oh, so we need a Craigslist ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could try it. I mean, I, like it's, 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 all, it's also, it's a, it's a different, it's a, it's, it's two oh, different yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. like, like this is a podcast, right? Where people tune in to listen versus, you know, people come to me like for what they want. Mm -hmm. And then like, like, like either I can help them or I can't. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, and then if I can't help them, then they go find somebody else who can. So do you think that, I think you, you said this, this computer science has a slow supply of tutors. Yeah. Low high supply. demand. Yeah. High demand. Um, do you think that like my train of thought is thinking, what if other people are watching this and they want to be a tutor? They think, Oh, this is a lucrative business to get into. What would be your advice? But I think I'm also thinking about the computer science thing. When you said that low supply, high demand, I think that that helps your side too, but maybe encompass that all into some type of story as in, do you, <laughs> do you think, do you think people, all, anybody that wants to become a tutor, should they try it? Um, yeah. Like, you know, um, like it, it's relatively low cost, rel relatively, right? Like, um, it can't be just no cost. Like there's a lot of tutors that do it at no cost, right? Um, you, largely most of the people who are tutors don't want to do this full time, right? They're doing it kind of in college. Wait, uh, I can find a free tutor online. Uh, I suppose you probably could find someone who, who would do it for free. I mean, uh, I wouldn't do it for free. Okay. Like, you know, I, I like to get paid like everybody else right. <laughs> for seen, my work. I've seen for like, uh, like for languages that that's a common one where if someone wants to learn English and someone wants to learn Vietnamese, mm -hmm. they can try to help. That's a trade. Like, yeah. They're trading one hour of English, uh, teaching for one hour of Vietnamese training. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, what was the original question again? I'm sorry. Oh, should if, tutors, uh, if people want to become a tutor, should yeah, they? Yeah, if I know how to do Python really good, do I want to, how do I become a Python tutor? Oh, how? Um, I mean, like for one thing, right, I do provide a service where I do help other tutors, right? So helping them with their advertising, right? Like anybody can post an ad on Craigslist, right? But you do want it like, um, you do want it optimized, like for the search engine on Craigslist and then um, helping them with some backend support. So, you know, if someone wants to do this full time, like you, you have a very unique opportunity because you can grab a lot of market share from the people who are just doing this part time in college because those people don't want to invest the, the, the money into it. And it's not even a considerable investment. But if you like build a website, you know, have a scheduler, have, you know, like um, uh, a way to take payment, you know, like uh, that's, you know, beyond like, you know, like Zelle or Venmo, um, like it just it it it, it makes it for one thing more professional, but then it, it also just makes it 
uh, a lot more streamlined and, and easy. Like there was a point where I was taking payment in every every way under the sun. Like um, cryptocurrency. I, I did offer that at one, point. <laughs> at one point. I did offer that. I uh, no one ever paid me in crypto, but uh, ah. I did. I did offer that. They were too um, smart to give it up. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, like um, it sounded like you're about to say something. If uh, if there's just a, someone watching that that's really good at math and they want to tutor math, but that's their only subject, would you tell them don't do that or? If they wanted to try to scale up, think of if they wanted to ask you, can I make a full time job teaching math? Um, so it doesn't have to be like 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 it's not like it's necessarily like you have to choose one or choose the other. Right. Like you could easily like, you know, dip your feet into the water and then see, OK, is this something that's going to work? And then you can, you know, kind of make that transition. Like it doesn't have to be like, like, well, you know, I'm going to quit my job and then I'm just going to do this now. All right. Right. Like uh, that wouldn't be the wisest decision. Like I would, you know, like see, okay, is this something I like to do? Is this something that I can do? Uh, Am I able to get students, you know, meaningfully? Not only am I able to get students, but am I able to get students from like a diversified like a network, right? Because if it's just coming from one channel, like any of these channels can just kind of knock you off at any given time. Mm. Um, I mean, even like like years ago when I joined Wisen, I remember reading like online and people were saying, yeah, my account just got deleted for no reason. And uh, I mean, I don't know how, how truthful that is. You know, I'm reading online, but like uh, it could happen. It's the same with like any any platform. They have the, the ability, you know, just kick you off. So you have to be able to say, OK, well, you know, like um, if it is it really coming from a from a diversified network to where um, I can I can do this meaningfully. Um, I guess that's really uh, does that answer your question, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. when um, when you're at Goldman, mm-hmm. That transition, that three months when you when they gave that offer, then you yes. basically oh you said yes, but then you didn't take it. I think is that how you were? I did. That? Yeah, I took. I, I accepted yes, and then I told them later. Yeah, no, I'm. Oh, I'm you lied to their face. Uh, well, I didn't know. I didn't know what what the what the real. I was just more. I guess I was hedging my bets. Like uh, oh, <laughs> sure, sure. I was just. Like, I was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like. I was like. Well, you know, like uh, like. Oops, sorry. Uh, this could work out like you know a few different ways. So I'd rather at least have something, and then yeah. just tell them no. Right. Totally, you know, totally. that's a smart thing to do. Right. Um, how many clients did you have uh, tutoring? Like because you you said you mm-hmm. you thought about how to scale up. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining, I don't, I'm guess, or yeah, you, you answer. How many students, how many students do you have right up to that point? Uh, it depends on how you measure it. So like a student could be measured either from like, you know, in dollars. That's actually, okay. Okay. Is that, is that, is that, is that, is that what think, you mean? I think, okay. I think, unfortunately that's the best way to, uh, the next question I have in mind is going to be better if you, because well, I want a $30 an hour student, not two $10 an hour students, right? No, so the goal the goal is not to have them all at different pricing. The goal is to have them all at the same pricing. Oh yeah. I mean, you could do that and there's a point where I did that where you have them all at different pricing, but for one thing like it it, it adds more work to the logistics of it of the operation, right? And then not only that, but um like uh it, 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 <laughs> then you're it, subconsciously it, it, an asshole to your $10 clients. Um <laughs> Well, it just it, it, that too, like, and it starts to make a mess of things, right? Because yeah. then, like, like you will say, well, why am I doing this job for ten dollars when you know this person needs help? And then you can say, well, you know, this person needs help, and this person needs help. Should, like, like, uh, am I just giving it to whoever responds to me first, or am I going to mm-hmm. prioritize the people who are paying more? Uh, yes. If everyone's paying the same same price, right? Then it's a level playing field at that point. But to answer your question, like, the point where I scaled it up was. Um, 
Like it was originally just me doing it in college. So I was probably making like maybe like $20,000 a year. So then I said, okay, can I make $65,000 a year doing this? Cause that's what my offer was. Mm. If I can do that, then at that point, like, you know, it, it goes further. Was, uh, was there a point where you thought I have to do this three times more? Am I going to be happy doing this? Um, no, no, I didn't really have that thought, you know, like it's kind of, I, I knew I was going to be working. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to be doing something like, you know, like, uh, yeah, no, that, that thought never occurred actually. Um, this feel free to not, if you don't want to answer this next question, I, I think it's, I, the reason why I want to ask it is I think to educate people that go down this path of yeah. creating a business. Mm. Did you have, what amount of money do you have in the bank when you, because when you said yes, and then didn't take a Goldman, I'm guessing there's a financial burden of there's a financial risk. Cause say if you didn't scale up, you're going to have to be living on savings. So what was kind of, this, this is what all your elders are worried about. You turned down a good job. You walked <laughs> away from the health insurance. You yeah. had that pension coming. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, there's no pension, but 401k, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have a solo 401k now, but, but to, to answer your question. Um, so no, I forgot the question. I'm sorry. How, so how much did you have in savings or did you? Okay. Gotcha. It's savings. Um, no, I didn't have any money. I, in fact, when I was living in college, like, like I was living off of credit cards more than I probably should have been. Well, uh -huh. uh, a, lot, a lot more than I should have been. Um, so no, I didn't really have any money. Um, so that's what, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was saying like one day I'm going to work there and then one day I'm not, it, it was, it was a slow transition. And for you know, the listeners who are deciding this, right. It, it, it doesn't need to be like, yeah, you know, today I'm deciding to just quit. Like it needs to be like, okay, like, is this going to get to the, to the level of income that I'm currently at or, you know, or what I'm trying to reach. And then can I reach it higher than that? Um, and then if it's at that point, then I say, okay, now I'm going to leave and you can do both. Like at the same time, you can work a full-time job and then, you know, uh, so, so could I like spend my Saturdays tutoring? Yeah. And then you just try it out. Right. And exactly. Then, and, th and that's what I'm saying. Like you can, you can try it out. You don't have to just make like, like these, 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 like, you know, like, like solid decisions, like where it's like, yeah, I'm stopping this to Fuck do everybody. This. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So at the be, uh, while you're working at Goldman, you're on the side still making the 20 grand a month, yeah. uh, 20 grand a year yeah. uh, tutoring. And then within that three months, you told yourself you probably got to scale up if you're going to want to take it seriously. Yes. Within that three months, did you see a change? Like, uh, did you advertise more and then get a yeah. bunch more clients? Exactly. And that's really what it was. I was like, okay, can I advertise more? And then also Craigslist has some restrictions with advertising, right? Because they don't like, there is a lot of spam on there and they do try, you know, to mitigate it, you know, to some extent. Um, so like you have to be able to get past those st spam filters, because if you're not able to get past those spam filters, then, uh, and that's what a lot of people struggle with on Craigslist. They'll say, yeah, I'm advertising on Craigslist, right? But I'm not able to get past these spam filters. So I can't advertise all across the country. They'll say, well, you're advertising outside of your region. And, it, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and they, and they, and Craigslist like really doesn't like that. So did you VPN a new virtual person in each city? No, no, oh. no. You, you, like, like, um, it's oh, wow. <laughs> no like at, at this point like this they, is st louis alex no at this point now they have like a, a way to just say like it's offered virtually or whatnot but like um like the bots the because it's it's all automated the bots are they're looking for like specific things and it's hard to kind of like like put into like what they're looking for but like you know doing it long enough i know what they're looking for 
and then um, I can still list it and still be within the compliance of their terms. Okay. And so, so they don't remove that. So don't look like network marketing. Uh, I don't know what network marketing is. <laughs> when you sell somebody soap and then they have to sell the soap to their friends. No, yeah, no. I mean, oh, well, well, level marketing. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking herbal life. Yeah. Oh, God. Did you buy some? <laughs> yeah, it didn't even work. <laughs> Alex, I have a question. Yeah, go for it. So looking at your website, I see that you offer urgent one-hour tutoring sessions. Does yes. that actually get used? Yeah, all like, the time. I had students scheduled this uh, on Thursday this week. No, because really? I got so a like, calculus test coming up. <laughs> yeah, is that what it's for? Like, do, do, do people actually wait till the last hour? I mean, I'm not, I'm not faulting you. I'm just shocked that people are at a point where they're willing to pay that kind of a premium yeah. compared to your usual rates because they need an emergency tutoring session. Like, how, how, who winds up there and how? Um, so you can wind up in there in, in a few different situations, right? So, <laughs> um, so, so you can wind up there in a few different situations. Like, like one, you can all yeah. the all the clientele that clicks that emergency one hour. If it's all like Sasha. Crystal, Destiny, Buddy, Ruby. Sorry, Sasha's. I don't know why Sasha came in there, but anyway, that doesn't sound like a stripper it's a name. It's a good stripper name. <laughs> okay, sorry, so, baby. Star, Star is a good stripper. Star, yeah. Star. <laughs> Actually, answer that question. Are all the ones that click? <laughs> are all the people that click that emergency uh, tutoring? Is it females that have a name that sound like they could be a stripper? Uh, no, okay. no. no. <laughs> In fact, the one student that was a stripper, she didn't even need urgent sessions. She just needed help just on a normal basis. But the urgent, right, you can end up in that situation for a few reasons. So you can end up in an urgent situation because, like, there's no other openings. So then I'll say, okay, there's, like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. There's no other openings, like, you know. And they'll be like, are you sure there's no other openings? Yeah, there's, there's nothing else. And there's an urgent one. And then they have to make the decision at that point. Well, how bad do they need the help? Uh, sometimes they need the help badly. Sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to, let's see, there's some other situations that can occur. So Wait, like, so do you save one urgent hour a day? Uh, there's like usually like two slots. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, so one in the morning and one at night. So then I, it's, it's like overtime for me. So then I charge it uh, time and a half. Yeah. So then, that, you know. It just kind of works out. I right. hear at the casinos, like for a hotel room, there's often uh, when it gets booked out, there's like a there's like a two or four thousand dollar room rate because mm -hmm. that's basically them saying they're willing to actually kick one of their mm -hmm. occupants out and actually give like they'll refund 100 percent and give them a free room elsewhere. Uh, if you're paying four thousand for that one room, if that makes sense. No, so, that does make sense. Yeah. It, it, the urgent that I have doesn't really quite work like that. It's not, I'm not really kicking anyone off, uh, but but um, I'm just kind of just offering at like after hours. Yeah. So like um, like I at one point I had it labeled as after hours, but people got really confused with that. So I just said urgent, <laughs> urgent. You use your um, sexy voice in after hours. <laughs> no, no. I mean like after hours. It just means like uh, it's just at a at a different time. Like you know, it's after or before business hours. Yes. Typical business hours. So, um, so yeah, but no, it, it just caused too much confusion. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll just call it urgent again. So then, um, yeah, Is there, uh, uh, I think on mm -hmm. the question, uh, was, um, so what type of people that get into that position that need that? Is there any other, other scenarios that you've ran into? Um, yeah, there's a unique situation in 2021. Um, so Ooh. a lot of, oh, yeah. So a lot of students, um, I had, I had like, like 
way too many students. I was taken on at once and um, they were, they were coming in and they were trying to schedule and they would be like, um, they would schedule. Ideally, everyone wants to meet on the same basis, like, right. You know, like uh, same time every week. Mo that's what most people want. Uh, some people want here and there, but uh, like a lot of people do want that. So then they would say, well, you know, I can only schedule four weeks out on the, on the calendar. I'm like, yeah, you know, four weeks out is you know really all I'm going to, going to accept because I mean, I have my own life and then I like, I, I can't, I don't know what, what the future is going to hold. And I don't want to, I want to, when someone comes to the website, say that they, when they scheduled it, like, like it's always like honored, like that session is all, it's, it's always good because if, if that, if I don't do that, then people are going to say, well, they're going to always contact me and then say, oh, is this a good time or not? I want them to be able to go to the website and say, oh, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. So then they don't even have to ask because I mean, oftentimes if they, they're asking me, then um, I'm with a student and then like, I have to go respond to them and then that's time may be gone. And then like it, it causes like, like stress for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's much better to have a schedule that, you know, they know that time will be honored. And I can't, you know, do that more than a month in advance. So um, what people were starting to do to kind of answer your question was uh, people were starting to schedule like, like, like the morning it would come out because it would come out in the morning oh, and it would yeah. come out like right before that time and they were scheduling it and like there were like like three people fighting with this and none of them knew each other <laughs> but i was seeing it and i was like oh this is not this is not good because they're all kind of getting upset and i was like okay well like um like like i was like i was like uh like guys we like you guys are scheduling these and sometimes they were they were starting to schedule them sessions farther in advance just to have a time slot and they weren't even needing those time slots so they would cancel them and, and reschedule them mm -hmm. and everything I'm like i'm like guys like 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 you i created I mean, a scarce commodity I, it, it became a scarce commodity that's what and, i do yeah. with my uh camping trips in yellowstone i book them all out and then i cancel it because it's only eight dollars to cancel okay so yeah <laughs> so yeah so that's that's kind of what they were doing they were they would just lose their their deposit yeah. and then they would they would just they would just go okay well you know, I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, that was a situation where there are a lot more people breaking urgent sessions because um, people had just, I don't know, it became like this weird frenzy. Um, uh, I think it might've been just me advertising too much. Um, <laughs> that's a good, too, too that's much a demand. Good, that's a good problem to have, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a problem I've incurred encountered, but it's, it's a hard one to fix because like ideally, right. You can then just send that those leads to somebody else, but that never works. Like, um, I've, I've tried that and tried that, but people don't like secondhand leads. Like, like yeah. if you, if a, someone comes to contact me, they don't like to even they'll ask me and they'll say, Oh, is there someone that you recommend? I'll recommend them. And then they won't follow up with that. Like it, it's, it's, I want to do you, not the Indian. Exactly. Guy. Well, <laughs> I mean, regardless of the race, but I mean, but still, <laughs> but you know, like, uh, they, they just, they just don't, it, it, they want it. They want it. They knew what they wanted originally. And they, now they're not getting that. And then even if they ask, they, they, it just, uh, they'll just look. And then like, a, it leads to a bad, um, a bad situation for everybody. So it's, it's better just to say no. And then uh, for the tutors I do help, I just, you know, have them do their own advertising. Well, I do, I'll, some of them, I do their advertising, but I have it on their own ads and everything so that it's it's all coming in to them directly. And they're getting firsthand leads and nothing's coming in secondhand. Because I thought that second, I actually thought when I was first starting this, I was like, if I can just scale this up, 
I can get these second. I can ha I'll have so many. I'll have so much demand that I'll just offload that demand to somebody else, and I'll be perfect. And yeah. it just it didn't it never panned out. Uh -huh. Um, and and that was that was something I was like, okay, well, um, yeah, you know, this is not what I that I didn't think that it was gonna happen that way. So uh, that was something I had to learn. Um, and then I just kind of kind of kind of tailored it up a little bit and uh, and made it a little more streamlined. That would totally work for a realtor. Oh, really? Yeah, if I had too many clients, I could totally offload them. Mm. And so then, so if oh sorry yeah no that's it i was gonna ask if, if your demand exceeded what you could personally supply would you 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 just offload them literally to other people that are running their own operation or uh i did that but it didn't work so i, I don't do that anymore so um so now why not why not host them on your site um because you can it, become it, the new Khan academy you do but it you're it's changing the dynamic in a few ways right because now like for one thing i'm still doing this as a job for myself but then i right, also right. I, I also and then then need to say okay well you know like like who's whoever's getting served up first is going to be still grabbing the most leads and then whoever's under that person is then not going to get all the leads so i can't just be serving myself up to at the top right because then there's not going to be a tutor who's going to want to want to want to be on that platform they're going to say well why would i why even bother bother wasting my time um it's it's far better just to have have the other tutors just doing their own thing are you saying pimping ain't easy if you're also the gigolo <laughs> uh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> i never thought of it that way yeah that's a good one <laughs> oh, all right yeah that's good shit that's just good discovered shit, right. your problem fair man. enough <laughs> what's the common uh, uh computer science stuff that that's students will come to you for or or clients so is it they just have a test in python so then they have a specific uh prior lesson that they need you to teach them is that the common thing uh no so most common for computer science is actually they need help with a project so then oh. help them out with a project um so that's what i see the most so so i need help on this uh texas hold'em ai that i've been working on since 2010 yeah um it has is your shit not compiling it still, it still it still can't beat me <laughs> but it's usually a project for a class okay a so project not, for okay. a class okay yeah. no but if he pays your rate can he, yeah 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 that's fine um my, do, you have, do you have non-urgent hours that are discount well uh i would consider <laughs> that the normal rate personally okay. yeah <laughs> but uh I, it depends on how you say it. you could see it as the urgent is the normal rate and then the 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 um the normal ones are the discount okay depends on how, you say well, it. How, how much how much for half and half <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I like the way that you're the only one to laugh at that. Slightly urgent, it. yes. Oh, oh, I think I got. I think I got it now. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, I had a feeling that he would be the only one to laugh at that. <laughs> it's a math right. joke. It's not funny if you have to. Yeah, it's a math joke. Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, you're goofy. <laughs> we know it's not a math joke. Uh, are you legitimately? You have a Texas AI? No, no, no. I was curious on if, if uh, just the common things that people would contact you. So when you when you said project, I thought. I thought you meant like a side project. Yeah, no, it's mo mostly course projects. Okay. So like they, they're working on this in class and then they got to complete it by this deadline. Um, and then I say, okay, well, what are you working on? And then yeah. and you just do their homework for them. Uh, no, no, oh. no. So a lot of people, so that's been a, a more of a recent problem, right? So like, so. Oh, these like, millennials. Um, no, it's because everything's online now. So people would say, well, it's online. I don't know. How would anyone know? And it's like, okay, well, even, even if no one knows, right? Like even if I was to even do that, I'm putting all the risk on myself because now I'm no longer tutoring them and t saying that my service is to teach them. 
right? Because like, you know, whether, whether they grasp the concept or not, right? Yeah. Ideally, like, you know, like the vast majority, like literally like, like 99% of people grasp the concept, but like you know, the service at this point is for them to learn, <laughs> right? Now the service is for me to complete the task. And then right. like, you know, if, if, they, if like, you know, I overlook something at that point, then they say, oh, well, like, why am I, what am I paying you for? Like, it, it's a, it's a whole different type of, of thing. And a lot of tutors get caught into this for a few reasons. And that's what that, they get caught into this because students will ask them this and they get, and then like, like for one thing, I like how you pointed right. to you like it's Lim's fault. No, 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 no. I, I'm, not, I'm not pointing to you at all. I'm on no. my poker, Texas AI. <laughs> Texas hold them AI. But like they, they will, they will contact for that, right? And then like a site like Wisent says, like, like you, you can't do things like this. Like this is like, like, like you can't go doing work. Then you're for a fraudster. Students. It is a form of fraud, right? I yeah. mean, like, um, like oh, okay. it, it's, 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 it's your, your. Even even if you neg say like, well, this is just paying for for work, right? Even if you negate that and and we don't go down the fraud route, you're still putting yourself in as a tutor where you're no longer tutoring. You're just doing their work for them, and now they have to get X grade. And if they don't, then now they're upset with you. And it's a yeah. whole different. It's a it's a entirely different product. The tutor is the master, not the servant. Yeah. I suppose. Oh, I'm gonna, I, was, I was thinking like a kung fu sense, not in a, I, not a racist I'm going to throw out a story that I think connects. I got the kung fu. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a story. I think it connects to that where I was actually trying to tutor someone. I'm going to leave their name out. Um, uh, let's call yeah. him um, Jeffrey. So Jeffrey, um, I was. Oh, I got to try to guess who this is. <laughs> uh, I, he, he wanted to learn programming. He worked in IT, but he doesn't know programming, so I wanted to teach him. I was like, hey, I'm down to teach you if you're willing to learn. I want to. I, I think programming is an amazing career, in my opinion. And he's like, yeah, I'm down. So every, I want to say, I think it was like three days a week, three evenings a week, we we're hitting it where I would um, screen share and we would, I would try to teach him C sharp. And I guess my tutoring sucks because he didn't, the end of the story is he didn't get it, but... <laughs> he kept on saying, yeah, he understood. And I kept on showing him like, hey, this is code behind. You code this. And then when you compile it and then run it, you could see something on a website potentially or an app. And I was showing him all that. And he kept on like saying, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. And then one day I said, okay, now let's have you just do something simple from the code behind, write something to the front. Let me see. And then he can even do a, I don't know if you know C like Sharp. Hello World. Yeah, yeah. Hello World, which in C Sharp is response.write. Oh man, I forget Col uh, colon uh, parentheses quote. Oh, you're speaking another world. language right now. But anyways, he yeah. can even that's actually the most <laughs> simplest thing in C sharp. That's like the simplest thing, and I just asked him to do that after weeks of weeks of going through it, and then he right. couldn't even do that. So now I guess kind of when you were talking about the way you as a tutor want to teach someone, not show them the answer. Um, is there stories like that? And or what was I doing wrong? I felt like I was showing him like, hey, this is the back end code. This is what happens with the back end code with the front end. Da, da, da. Yeah. Can you teach him to be a better teacher? <laughs> well, I don't think it's necessarily like you're a bad teacher. Like there's a lot. There's a lot of students where they no one want no one, I, I think no one wants to feel dumb. Right. Like no one wants to wants to feel dumb. And if they don't get it, they'll just say, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. like, and there's, a, that is very common. But um, one of the things I do is, is I try to catch it really early. It's like, you're sure? Like, 
You get it? Okay, well, explain it to me in your own words. Uh, and then like, you know, like if they explain it, then I go, Hey, move on. If they, they don't explain it, then we say, okay, well, let's, let's, let's think about it from this angle. Um, like, like, like you, you gotta make it so they, they feel like they're able to ask questions, right? What you did. Right. But then you also have to, to kind of like, 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 like check them on it a little bit. Like, 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 like come on. I like, don't lie. Like, I, I know, when, I know if, if you're going to lie to me, like, you know, I'm not dumb. Like, you know, like, like you're, it's almost like you're calling me dumb now. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, 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 don't do things like that. Um, like I see that more so, uh, with younger students and less with adults because with adults, right. For one thing, like you're paying for it. And then at that, and um, uh, like like, yeah. like it, it's it's a little less common. But with 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 younger students, they're usually not the ones paying for it. Um, like, like almost never the ones paying for it. Um, so like they'll just sometimes they're just there just to kind of get. Th- they're not they, invested. Yeah, they have no they have no vested interest in doing it. They just want to they, they just want to do this, you know, because their parents said to do it, and then they're gonna leave and do whatever. Um, so it's you gotta like kind of check them the most and be like, okay, like like we'll explain this. Okay, then do this problem. And then like uh, sometimes they'll explain it well and then like but they won't fundamentally understand it or they'll explain it for a unique situation. It's like that worked this time, but that's not going to work every time. Like like I, I need you to think about this a little bit here and then like 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 think about what I'm saying and then interpret that to this problem here. Um and then like like always trying to go with like a different approach because like sometimes you'll tell students things and then they just won't they still won't get it right and then you have to be like okay well can i think of an analogy and then uh if i can't think of an analogy then sometimes um i'll just stop and talk about something else i'll be like, um well you mentioned that you that you play travel ball oh how's that going and then we oh you know travel ball is going so well blah 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 blah, blah. Wait, what's and, travel ball uh like baseball okay like, you know like 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 just sports like they'll just 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 ask them about their life right you just ask them and just to get them off trap topic because maybe they're just kind of kind of grinding themselves into a rut and then if you you get them out of that rut then they can then learn um what you're you're teaching them yeah awesome yeah awesome yeah the yeah, uh, solid. there was um, a f- uh, probably about two years ago another opportunity with a different person uh that wanted to learn programming and i was i, I still have a heart to share it but then I remembered that story of Jeffrey. Maybe I'm not a good tu- uh, tutor, <laughs> but I was trying to do it just for free out of the goodness of my heart. There's two people that they wanted to uh, better their careers, jump into a better career and make more money. But uh, the second, yeah, the second person I kind of, I, I eased away from. So, yeah. Hmm. Is it, is it more a matter than of challenging, challenging them early and testing them early and getting them to produce instead of trying to hand it to them, making them work for it or, or test out early? I think Alex might be the better person to ask on that. But um, I, I, I do, that is something that I try, I think with uh, Jeffrey where I, cause I kept on showing him screen sharing. I was showing him the code behind and he kept on saying yes and yes. And I think that's where eventually I was like, you know, I want to see you actually do a little bit of this. So that yeah. I think I felt I was sharing too much somehow. Like maybe I'm just watching a movie of you doing this. Yeah. But that's different yeah. than me turning around and writing a script. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of people learn differently. So like, you know, some people need that hands on. Some people need more visuals. Some people, um, I think we're, I think they need the, to hear, hear things more. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, 
I found like a mix of both is really good, right? So, um, I mean, half my job is just telling students to do this, and then I just gotta sit back <laughs> and just and then and then like you know, of course I watch them, and you know, like uh, uh, it's not it's not as simple as just literally just me doing nothing, but um, it it is to some extent it is that way, right? Because like I can show them all day long, but mm -hmm. like if, if there is like uh, I found that they don't really grasp it just listening to it and seeing it written like. Um, and then also like, I, like with, especially my younger students, I'll say like, do you have like notes? Like, are you writing this down? Like even, even no, I send them the notes at the end of the day. Like I'll send them the notes. Like it's not that big of a deal, but I want them to actually write this themselves on paper and they'll be like, Oh no, I'll write it on the screen. No, 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 no. Write it on paper. Like you're just kind of drawing on the screen, like, like write this. So you're, 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 you're sitting, saying to yourself that you're trying to learn. Um, yeah. Writing well, so down so actually. Studies have shown too that that actually does help people absorb knowledge better. Exactly. Like, like yeah, just write literally write it down on a real life piece of paper. Just it gets more imprinted in your brain than otherwise. Yeah. No, it's true. Sorry. <laughs> no, true. That's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Whether it be writing, seeing, hearing, I think those are is that the three? Yeah, I think so. And then I wonder if conceptualizing whether through all that that that'd be the fourth the, the next step. But yeah, I I find that listen. For me, complicated things. I'll first hear the first time around. I'll, I'll try to watch a YouTube video. I probably don't understand ten percent of it, but just just to hear it, you just gotta hear it. Then listen to it again, and hopefully you catch a little bit more. Then next time, hopefully try to do something hands on, and then go back to that video, and hopefully you will understand eighty percent or ninety percent. But it's 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 not a it's not a a, a solid science. You got to kind of figure out what works for you, and each person's different. It's true. Like every person is really different, and like, um, like they students don't they have questions, and like I, I'll tell them this all the time. Like, like you know, like, like if you have this question, right? Like you know, and you're asking me, I'm telling you, there's at least five other people in your class mm. who have this exact same question. It's like you have to, like you know, like like it's okay to ask. Like no one, like I already know this material. Like I like I'm not just saying it just for myself. Like I don't really yeah. care. Like, you know, like, uh, you're only here to learn, right. Yeah. You know, so if you don't get it, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to hold that against you. Like if anything, I hold it against myself. Like, well, I got to figure out a new approach. No, but then I look stupid. Well, you know, like, uh, like, but you're an adult though. Like, like you're an adult, like adults, like, like, like I'm more direct. I'm like, well, like if you don't, if you're, if you're like, I w it wouldn't be like, why are you wasting your own time at that to point? Feel you're, you're, you're paying, you're paying for something and you're wasting your own time. To feel smart, I suppose some people do that, but like, why do that? That's a that's a waste of resources. Maybe if you have just unlimited resources, that's what you want to do. But uh, most of us don't live in a world where we have unlimited resources. Do you, Do you know what Carol the robot is? I don't think so. Okay, it's from a a, a past era. It's old school. What movie? No, no, it's uh on those old Macintosh desktop computers, the green screen ones. The, there was the a paperclip? Uh, no, no, that's Windows. But if you go way back, there was a on oh, Mac. This game that was like kind of step one for programming. You program this robot to go around a maze, but it was to introduce students to the idea of programming. Like if you give instructions to this thing, it will do what you tell it to do. Yeah, so, yeah, there's still that today. Yeah, so the idea was get this robot to go through the maze using the least number of lines of code, right? Using the least instruction set. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's still that today. Like, uh, what is that one? It's from, I think, Yale. Oh, I can't think of a Johnny the Robot. Um, 
No, I forgot what it's called. It's a big one. I forgot. But you know, there's a lot of that. Like, um, I don't know. I it's kind of You just lost all your credibility. Uh me? Yeah. No, no, not at all. But um <laughs> Scratch. That's what it's called. Scratch. Um uh, that's a big one. I think it's from Yale. It's from some com- some university. But anyway, uh who it's from is not important. But there's a lot of that. Some Harvard and, bullshit, MIT. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Some Ivy Leagues. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 a little gimmicky honestly like it's a little it's a little gimmicky in the sense that um like yeah they're learning and but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily just because they learn that at early age doesn't necessarily mean that they're now going to go into like a programming field uh or that they now um like even use those skill those skills directly translate to other skills later uh like it's kind of just this industry where you know a lot of parents want to, you know, have their students learn, learn, their kids learn to code when they're young. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, this industry is kind of popped up in my opinion. Oh, the industry of teaching people non-useful programming stuff. I wouldn't say it's like non-useful, right? Because I mean, like use is, is, is relative. Right. But, um, I would say it doesn't directly translate. Like you, you if you learn something on scratch, like you're trying to just doing block based coding that doesn't necessarily like you don't really know SQL like doing that. No, like, you need to go on and study more. Right. Yeah. Useful and all, stuff. Uh, right. Exactly. And if they're doing that at an elementary age, like it's it does it maybe it, it makes them like you know like uh like have better cognitive skills like you know in later in life, but it doesn't directly translate to better programming skills. Yeah. Wait. So outside of tutoring, are you really good at several? Let's la- talk about languages. It. Oh. Sorry, I thought you were going to go Computer programmer? No, go ahead. Are you Wait, good with the ladies? Oh, am I good with the no, ladies? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. are you good at, like, say say uh, tutoring became illegal all of a sudden? Like, okay. oh, no online tutoring. Could I, th- you- I think they had something similar to that in China. Yeah, could, like you, this last could you go be a programmer tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, so you're good, at several, skills. You're, you're good at several languages? Like, you can make yeah, stuff happen? Yeah, okay. Python, C, C++. I did learn C Sharp, but... That's years ago. I haven't well, used C++ I haven't C++ is surprisingly close to C Sharp. So if you know C++, then you could probably jump into C Sharp. I can pick it back up. So yeah, so then, so C Sharp and then, um, uh, what did I say? C, C++, uh, and then Python, Java, JavaScript, which are different. And Wait, then- I'm sorry, it's Java. I think I've worked with Java that was surprisingly like C Sharp. But Java is very similar to C++. Is that, do you, in your uh yeah java java's object oriented and c plus is object oriented so um i suppose you could say that java uh is similar to c sharp yeah yeah i can i can see that um sql and then go ahead yeah no oh, oh, i was just wondering if i could ask you and I, I'm, like when i say challenging in this regard i don't mean like i'm trying to like mm-hmm challenge you i just wanted to know no no feel like, free guys like you no, guys have no, asked okay, really okay. good questions so, i don't i don't mind on, answering any of them on, on your website <clears throat> you say it's computer science stuff yes html css yes. javascript etc cetera, etc cetera. thank you yet mm-hmm. it seems that you built your site in squarespace no yes that is true okay yes. and uh, i just wanted to know like is there a reason why don't you just program your own shit bro? time or yeah uh, essentially yeah it, it like it, it's it's i could build it myself but it'd be relatively low Caught it, it. It would be why build it myself when I can already use something that's art that uh, that already exists, and then I can use. I'd have to then figure out how to use the Square API to get the payment set up inside of it, right? And then I'd have to figure out all these APIs. Why just not just do it 
uh, use Squarespace where it's already built and designed for me. Go to oh, absolutely okay. I, I was I, that, that makes perfect no, no, sense. that and that no, it's a, it's a great question. It really is. Uh, you must have been looking at the uh, what is it called the 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 inspector. I did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh. And then I saw all the uh, calls for the uh, Squarespace stuff. What up? Nice, Joe. Go to uh, talkswithlimlee.com and see what a software engineer can do for a website. <laughs> 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 so it's a terrible website, and I, I this whole podcast is really I was imagining. YouTube would be the primary source of the home. everything. Um, as as I went along, then it jumped onto Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Rumble Video. Oh, it's it's everywhere. But then I was like, well, I should create a website because people may ask. But I made this crappy, ugly website, and it has <laughs> link. <laughs> Are you laughing at the website? No, not yet. I'm trying uh, to get to it. I, I, spelled, uh, I spelled your name wrong. <laughs> it's L E I M. So that's why I, I try to say talks with Liam Lay. L E I M. I say Lim Lee personally. Liam Lay. See how you spell that? Talks with Liam Lay. But I think I bought a bunch of the. Oh, you know, I don't have the. Uh, domain forwarding. Oh, Don't tell me that's not right. Oh, okay. I have like talks with Lim, talks with, uh, I think, uh, Lim Talk, I think was another one. Lim uh, Talk. So, anyways, Joe's talking a lot of trash. He better have a good website. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, to answer your question, oh my God. right? Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Is the website no good? It's no? horrible. It's, uh, it's ugly. <laughs> burned my eyes. <laughs> I, I honestly thought I was on an error page. I'm not, I'm not the actual fucking website. No offense. Ugly dudes like, on oh here. What is Lord. this? It, 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 it takes a lot of effort, right? And like, you yeah, know, it, so it's, actually, actually bringing that up, actually. I understand going with uh, spare, uh, Squarespace and or even um, WordPress. I understand why why using those. It does save a lot of time. It saves a, a, a lot of time and it just it, it makes it way easier. Like it could be done, right? Like, you know, yeah. um, but then I'd been, then be spending so much of my time, like, you know, after I finish, finish tutoring, then, you know, after if, you know, if any, you know, tutors needed help with whatever they're, they're contacting me for. Then I have to then follow that up with, okay, then I got to do the website on top of that, you know, and if anything changes, right, you know, um, like now I have to, I have to go back and, you know, update the website. It, it, it'd yep. be, it'd be, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the same reason why a lot of companies use cloud service providers rather than just having their own, um, having their own like server, server system, because it's just, it's, it's not. Like it's not always the most economical to do that. No. Like even a company, you're not, like you're Snapchat, not adding anything. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they just. I think Snapchat uses you AWS. Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Are you saying even a refrigerator engineer would buy a refrigerator from a store instead of designing his own? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I like 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 <laughs> just because you can build a car doesn't mean you want to necessarily do that. Like, <laughs> no, or exactly, with a fridge, yeah. like like yeah. Especially I mean, especially for your site too, because I mean, yeah, you're just really just displaying information. I mean. The easiest. I mean, how how long did this say? No, there's a scheduling thing. Square space. I mean, yeah, not long. A couple hours not, at most. Exactly. Yeah. The website yeah, for this no podcast. No nothing. No bullshit. The website for this podcast is just in displaying information, Joe. Why you got to laugh at it? <laughs> I wasn't laughing at it. I was laughing with it. But we were both laughing at it. All right, I'm gonna laugh at itself. I'm gonna jump website. topics. Uh, let's talk about your go karting. So you. Oh is that, yeah, yeah. Is it? Number two in the world or number two in the nation or? Uh, so 2021, I finished number two in the nation. And then I think I was like 14th or 15th. And and Joe, you can look it up since since you're the guy who's looking yeah, everything Jamie. up. <laughs> yeah, you can you can type in the SODI World Series. You can type in it S- on Google. S-O-D-I. Yeah. Yes, world exactly. Series. Perfect. Wait, are you all saying Alex is a badass go-karter? 
Wait, oh, I wouldn't. 2021, yeah. I think. <laughs> 2021. Uh, no, no, you can just type in Sony World Series and then go to the website and then um, see your face. Yep. Got it up. Uh, it's not on. Uh, my, my face is no. not right there. But uh, yeah, you can see things. Like if you click, um, what's that tab? If you click like tracks and you look for the US tracks, then you can kind of pull up all the information because then you can find the track uh, Vegas Supercarts. Is this some kind of Mario Kart thing or what's going on here? Yeah, it's kind of like Mario Kart. <laughs> are, we, are we talking real life go karts? It's no, no, it's real life though. It's it's oh. real life that okay. I do this. Yeah, yeah, it's not virtual. So you're an almost champion go karter. Um, no, so I won the championship here in Vegas. I was just oh, ranked yeah. number two in the new number two in the what call it in the 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 country. Oh yeah, no shit. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Here I'll put a picture of it in chat, which obviously our listeners won't be able to see. No, but, but how do we know he didn't just make a fake website? He's a programmer; he can make anything. <laughs> I could. I, I I mean, it's the inspect element thing lets you change anything you want. Yeah, quick, so. I've never heard of Sodi. Is that a real go kart? That I've ever done that. To uh, no, yeah, they're they're a go kart manufacturer, <laughs> and then they also have uh, the rental kart league, and uh, and then that's the Sodi World Series. Wait, so do you own? Is in your garage sitting a badass go kart like a no? Racing? So this oh. is a rental kart league, so I don't even have to own all the equipment. Oh, there are people who you don't do own that. any go karts. I did when I was younger. I okay. did win a championship when doing that when I was younger back nice. in 04. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was okay. pretty fun. Are these gas powered or electric? Uh, gas powered. Gas powered. Outdoor. Outdoor. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's Sodi like a so it's national. But then what's the small? Is there small? Is there a bunch of small leagues like in this in the cities and whatnot? Like, uh, okay, that's a good question. So I think for cars, I think there's SCCA for, yeah. Uh, is Sodi like? Sodi would be comparable to that. Okay. But not exactly. So Sodi itself, they manufacture go-karts for ones that you can buy yourself and own yourself. Yeah. But they also manufacture rental cart ones. And then these tracks can then participate in the Sodi World Series if they want to so that all the points for the year then get applied also to the Sodi World Series. Um, so the Sodi World Series, it's not, it, it's it's not like they're like a governing body, kind of like um, like some of these other organizations, but uh, like Scooza or something. But um, no, they they're more so like host an annual event uh, for the fi- for the finals. Uh, was there a reason why you didn't want to take it further? Being, I'm guessing ranked was it two or four nationally. Uh, the same two, reason he stopped when he made money on stocks. He's like, you know what? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was, this is, so no with, with the with the stock. So the, I'll clarify the stock one real quick, right? <laughs> like, ah, so money, like, I had made enough to where if I just invest in the S and P, it was going to grow to a large enough sum to where it was significant. And it's like why what, there's even if I am able to get superior alpha on like on the returns, like it, it's. Like then I have to take the risk and then I still have to do this as a job because yeah. I still have to then research. And a lot of times I'm researching, like it doesn't yield anything. And a lot of people that's, they make the mistake with like, uh, like they'll be investing, let's just say for stocks, right? Cause right. That, that's more of my, my area of competency. Um, like they'll, they'll say, well, I came to this, I research and like, you know, like my research must lead to some sort of answer. It doesn't always lead to an answer. You could spend 20 hours researching a company to decide that they're not worth buying. You can decide that it's, it's there's there's you're not even sure, and then they get you yeah. nothing. So you it get, it get, it, exactly. So yeah. like like there's, there's there's not a point when I can just keep investing at, the, at this point at the S and P five hundred because I've already made the the I've already made the the gains. Now it's it's more of like a big pot, and then I can take that big pot and then just invest it into the S and P, and then it's going to grow to a good size. Okay, 
that's what that's what it is. It's just that simple. It's not so much. Well, oh well, I didn't want more money or anything <laughs> like that. No, it's just like there's just there's there's not. I could keep doing this if I want, but then I'm also taking all that risk on myself. Why just why why not why not just stop? I'm not doing this as like a hedge fund. Like a hedge fund is different because the manager is not managing his own money. Yeah. Like, like he's just managing other people's money. So like he has a disconnect doing that. Right. Like when you're managing other people's money, you can just kind of look at it uh, ob- objectively. Right. You're like, okay, well, you know, like, like I don't have, not to say they don't have a stake in it. They do have a stake in it. Right. But they, right. they have less of, of, a, of a, like a personal stake where like, okay, well, if I really mess up, like my wealth is on the line doing that. Right. Um, so then you reached number two nationwide rental cart racer. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're like, you know what? That's cool. I don't want to waste a whole nother year trying to get first place. Uh, no, no. So I, so that's it's just the way the points work. So out here in Vegas, right? Um, so with the way the Saudi World Series does the points, you can get a maximum of 1022 10, points, right? So that's one thousand twenty-two points you can get a maximum of. To have that happen, I think. Uh, and then Joe, you can look it up. It's on the website somewhere on the website. I think you need like thirty drivers, but in Vegas. Uh, it was it was never going to happen to have that many drivers because for one thing they were selling them at a, at a different amount so um they were only selling a certain amount of amount of amount of seats for each race so it was never going to be i was never going to be able to get 10 22 points so oh. i so basically to summarize their point system in a nutshell they take the top 10 races of the year and then those go to towards your points i had I think 11 wins and 10 of those wins were used for my top 10 for the point standings. Wait, did you mathematically game the system? Uh, I mean, you, you just have to win. Like, oh. like it's not, there's no, there's no, there's no trickery. Cause it's just you, you, how, how well did you score? Okay. Yeah. I mean, more drivers that are there, then, if, if, you know, you've beat more drivers, so you should get more points. Yeah. And if there's like, I think it's like over 30 or over 40 or something like that, then you get the max possible number of points. But in Vegas, there was never going to be that many drive that that many drivers. So you were handicapped by the small participation in Vegas. Um, it wasn't small, but like it would be like there were days where we would have thirty six, but a lot of those people wouldn't actually be signed up on the website, so they they, they wouldn't get the points for it. So mm-hmm. then the points would only be skewed to like twenty nine or something like that. And then Joe, like you can actually look up the actual numbers because I'm kind of just talking off the top of my head, so. Um, Wait, about your numbers or for the for the league or uh for the points like i think if you click <laughs> you click one of those tabs on the top it'll say like a point simulator or something like that um maybe like the second tab like there's like the home tab and then there's like that second yeah, tab. Race point, yep, race point, race point simulator exactly so then you can see how many drivers have to be there to get you know um 10 22 and it just it just wasn't like none of the drivers out here, there was never a situation where anyone got ten twenty two, mm. and uh, so I got ten twenty one. So yeah, oh, you were uh, one point short. So to some degree, I was like two points short because one of the the guy, there's a guy in Connecticut, and then he got um yeah ten twenty one is your highest. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so then he got ten twenty two like twice. So then he beat me like two points. It's got Connecticut. Yeah, I went out there once to race. If you were in a different state that had more racers, would you easily be higher in numbers then? Um, so Saudi World Series them. is mainly, it's mainly like, it's more European. Like Saudi, I think is a French company, but don't quote me on that. But uh-huh. um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually the, 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 fina- the final in uh, this year is actually going to be in Paris. 
So that, okay. that's that's cool. Um, but um, it's more so by nations. There's only two. There's only two tracks currently running in the in the country here. So there's Vegas and then there's Connecticut. Mm. Uh, there's other tracks that are listed on the site that you you probably see Joe, but they're not. Um, they didn't participate. They didn't score any points. Um, so they didn't do any events that they posted on the Sodi World mm. Series site. Is it because Kentucky doesn't believe in France? Kentucky doesn't. Why wasn't Kentucky really in France? Is that no? Is that some sort of joke? Like what? Like like Frank, Kentucky capital? Kentucky's Frankfurt, right? Just, so that's that's a German. That's a German ass, town. Yeah. I think. I was making a joke about rednecks uh, not giving a shit about France. Oh, <laughs> it's a stretch. I know. I have a serious question though. Yeah, go ahead. So the rental carts. Yeah. So the day you show up for the race. Yeah. Do you jump on a random cart or is it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's they have cart assignments, but yeah. So when I go to the bullshit like warehouse go kart tracks, yeah, some of the, some of the carts just literally aren't as good as the other. Like people yeah. blow my doors off. Like that guy had a better fucking cart. Like I'm floored, and he's just blew my doors off. So there's mm-hmm. a difference in the the bullshit carts. How do they? Is it super even or is it a little bit of luck? Well, they can they you get do, a good cart or a bad cart? There, there's a bit of luck to it, right? But you know they do like to try to make them as balanced as they can. But you know, like the tourists come out and you know they kind of bang bang the carts up a little bit so yeah. you know some of them have you know some of them are just better than others um so they do what they can to make them as as fair as it can possibly be but it's not it's just not always that that way um but i mean in terms of in terms of like tourists if you go to like so say for example like you want to go to the place i raced at vegas super carts like uh you could beat the tour you could beat like where is this? The is, this uh, is this up by the racetrack or where is this it's at? it used to be by the racetrack but they had a merger um, with Speed Vegas, so now they're at the Speed Vegas facility on the south side of town. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. But yeah, but in, you could you could be like a, just a layman tourist. Like uh, you just have to you just have to feel the cart. You know, like just be uh, one with the cart. You have to be one with the cart. That is okay. that, that is that is part of it, right? And you have to know a little bit about racing lines. So outside, inside. So if you're going to go to the right and make a right turn, you need to be left as far left as you can before you make that right turn dude i apex every turn okay okay so you're just running so maybe you ran into somebody who's not just your average tourist (laughs) we can see you we you could come out if you want when we can next i'm gonna go to what makes you an awesome racer like what I, obviously, you're better than I will ever be. So, what are your secrets? Uh, to, I don't know if I'm better than you. You're number be, two in the nation. I'm never gonna be number two in the nation in in go karting. Uh, no, I mean it could be done. Like, but I mean, like you just have to just do the season. But I mean, like, uh, I gotta go sabotage these fuckers in Connecticut. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, 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 like it's 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 not super important. So, like, the main thing with Sodi, right, is to qualify for the finals, right? So, like, that's the one in Paris. So that so I'm going to the one in Paris. So that's what everybody wants to do. So like even though I was two in the nation, right? Because that guy ended up getting those ten twenty twos. Like it didn't, it didn't really, it didn't really matter because like they were taking three drivers from the U.S. anyway. Yeah. So like I was like, okay, well as long as I was top three. Yeah. So then like you know, ideally number one would be cool, but like it was just uh, like I would have to race out there all the time, and I'm not gonna fly and spend all that money to just race out there. Was you saying you got into the playoffs? Yeah. But you said you're not going to France? No, I am. Oh, oh you're going to France? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It'll be fun. When's I'm this? For it. July 3rd? Joe probably knows. Something like that. Third, okay. Third, I, the no, six. I have no idea. Is this I a hobby where you're just paying for everything yourself? Yeah. Like, okay. Except the last time, I actually got a check. 
I actually got a five hundred dollar check. Five hundred uh, bucks on what was that? Was that <coughs> Sun? Last Sunday was in January. Yes. What? Uh, yeah, it was in January. It was like sure. it, was, it was. Yeah. So that it was that Sunday. I got I got a check. Yeah. What? Do you get sponsorship from, from like a bullshit energy drink or anything? Um, no, I don't have any sponsorship <laughs> from any energy drinks unless, uh, you know, there are any sponsors out there that would like to sponsor. <laughs> energetic dude right here. You want him to represent. Definitely. Your yeah. bullshit energy drink. <laughs> no, no, it'd be a high quality energy drink, you know. <laughs> I could use it over the caffeine pills. <laughs> but yeah, no. So like... um. Yeah, I, I, I ended up getting the check for that. So then, like, if you want to look that up, uh, Joe, that's on Facebook. That's on um, the Vegas Supercarts. Supercarts is one word. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got a check oh, yeah. for that. So, yeah, was that was one cool. One of those supersized checks? It was. It nice. was. I've never gotten a check like that in my life. <laughs> so that was that was really cool. That was, that was something that is, special. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, just, just for getting one of those giant checks is worth it. I mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for nice. the uh, From what I hear, go-karts is easily... Uh, transferable the skills that you do on this go-kart like yes. you could scale that up to f1 really yes. i hear the top f1 guy saying if you go learn if you want to race go do it in a go-kart that is where you you build your skew, skills um is that like when you think about your go-karting experience are you would you ever take it to another level to the next level or um yeah i mean i would if there's you know any sponsors out there you know <laughs> willing to support so like if the, toyota's the, listening yeah <laughs> i mean if there are any sponsors out there you know like um uh that would i would love to do that um i would definitely do it um that's really the big challenge right with this and that's why i do the rental carts is because it's competitive um but the costs are a lot lower mm. since i'm financing this myself mm. um like so years ago from like 03 to 2007, I had my own cart and I was doing that. Um, but you know, like uh, you, when you have your own cart, if you're not sponsored, you're paying for everything from fuel to tires, to spark plugs, to broken tie rods, uh, to entry, entry fees, you know, literally everything. So, um, so yeah, it's just, it's just a higher cost. So I could get back into that. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't want, to spend that much money personally it's 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 too much i mean um at this point like like a lot a lot of the a lot of the people who kind of get promoted into like you know like uh kind of the junior junior leagues like if they go into like the arca series which would be like the junior league for nascar um or they go into like you know f3 or something um they are usually a lot younger like i'm kind of kind of old so so like uh, prime. yeah well well i don't know past my prime i i think i do it pretty well <laughs> but uh i mean like 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 they would want someone a little bit on the younger side for that so um yeah it's just kind of kind of the way it is you know like there's a it's like football is pretty cool because you know the cost to, to start playing football is just really equipment right you just need kind no, of you sacrifice equipment. your body that's true you do sacrifice your body right but um, there's also a lot of openings like with with F1 there's only 20 spots and there's only 10 teams uh, and like you know let's just say like only half of them are actually looking for rookies like all the other ones are looking for you know like veteran drivers mm -hmm. so um, like there's just a lot less spots even in NASCAR there's there's like like there's this phrase in racing where there's a lot of good talent but there's just not a lot of you know opportunities like uh so wait do you think nascar is a legitimate sport yeah yeah definitely driving in a circle come on bro no i mean like uh like, like if could you drive in a circle and lose 10 pounds and just sweat alone i could sweat 
<laughs> it's, 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 it's intense though it's more than just driving in a circle right because i mean of course there's the driving in a circle aspect of it but sometimes they, you have to turn left it's not yeah, that easy yeah exactly it's not that easy you know like uh, like the south park <laughs> thing they turn left <laughs> <laughs> i think those things are funny though i do i do i do think the jokes about it are funny but no i do think it's a legit sport right like um a good a good driver can go and say and and say that he needs to make a pit right for one reason or another and he yeah, can, don't run anybody over i got it well it, it, people do run people over sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that, that does that does happen um but uh it doesn't happen often though but i uh but in any case they just, they can be able to communicate to the crew chief on what's going on with the car and then the crew chief can communicate back on what the adjustment they think would be the right adjustment yeah and i need they, to go faster well yeah, everybody needs to go faster, <laughs> but like, like people don't usually say you can't. There's not much you can do if if the engine's just not as fast. There's not anything they can do. Like yeah. it's more so like they're gonna say, well, the car is loose, right? Okay, so we'll, we'll we can add some wedge if it's NASCAR or something. Uh, we can you know figure out a way to tighten up the car for you. Um, and then they 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 then be able to, be able to go out onto the track and then do like one lap. And then be able to report back like what like is it is a situation fixed if that situation is fixed cool are there now new situations that have now occurred and then not only that but you have to then account for okay what are the current track conditions and then um you know like like there's all these chumps in my way uh well yeah yeah of course there's always there's people in your way but the track will change throughout the day so like you, there's a there's a good track um in nascar you can see this happen like live uh, it's called Dover, uh, Dover Down. So it's a concrete track. So, you know, concrete's white. Uh -huh. And then, you know, when you have the, the asphalt, um, not the asphalt, you have the rubber on the tires, since it's black, you can slowly see the them like, you know, like, like uh, kind of like, uh, you can see the track rubbering up because it's literally like, you know, putting the rubber onto the track. And Where the rubber meets the road? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Where the rubber meets the road, exactly. So you can see, you can see all, you can see all that happen in live time. And since you see all that happen in live time, um, like, uh, you can see it more, more so from like, you know, just a, a, a layman's perspective on, on what, the, what's happening, but that happens in, in even just a, a karting track. Like we were racing the other day, um, even like, a, a a lot of times. So like, um, if the track is cold, uh, like they built this new facility over at speed Vegas for the car track. Right. And mm -hmm. they had, um, they 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 didn't really have a lot of time before their first race so no one had really laid any rubber down but mm. even the, the tourists are just having fun you know and and you know they're just having fun to do it for themselves anyway um so um they weren't laying any rubber down so we were just running on the track track by ourselves so then i get on the track the first time you know i know there's no rubber and it's cold right mm. the tires are cold and i say okay you know it'll be fine i actually spent out the first first uh the first hairpin i, I oh I spent was that around. embarrassing uh no i kind of laughed it off <laughs> you know it happens <laughs> i end up winning later in the day but <laughs> but i mean these things they they happen like, like there's there's a lot of situations like that where like you have to just be cognizant like like years ago back back in like um maybe this was like 2006 i think or maybe it was 2007 probably 2007 like uh i remember i was racing with my dad and my dad was like um because he was my crew chief and he was like like alex the the track is wet and when the track is wet these tires they don't have any tread on them but the, the, if it's a rain race the you can then the race director then allows you to put the rain tires on mm. but it had dried up a bit so um it's not ideal to to run them 
to run the rain tires because they're slower. So then he's like, okay, we're, and put the slicks on. And I insisted that I need to do the practice. Uh, he's, he's like, he's like, I don't think you need to do practice. He's like, but okay, Alex, fine. He's like, just, just take it easy. Take it easy. Mm-hmm. Like when you go out there, I was like, yeah, 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 dad. I, I, I know what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what I'm doing. And then I, I sure enough, go around the first hairpin and then throw it straight into the mud. He's like, he's like, damn it. Damn it. I, I, this is the one thing I said, the one thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. I, it, it wasn't as I, it was, there was no grip. I, I, he's like, I told you, Oh, I do. It was less than I thought. <laughs> I, I just didn't think there was, I didn't yeah. think it was going to be this bad. Uh, so he ended up having to clean, clean the whole car. We missed the second practice and then we qualified. And oh, you can't qual- run, you can't run with mud on it. Um, well, not only that, but like mud can get in like, to like some of like the, the engines right there. And it's just a two stroke engine. You need to kind of clean it up. Like it can kind of get into the intakes and whatnot. Gotcha. So like, 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 uh, he needs to clean it up and then, um, uh, he got it cleaned up and then we, we, we were racing where uh, we're doing the qualifying. I think we qualified second that day. It doesn't really matter. But with the, the end of the day, like, <laughs> like what did matter was that I ended up winning and then it kind of negated out the whole situation because, you know, if I yeah. lost that day, then <laughs> he'd just be like, you know, like, like this just wasn't a good day, but, uh, it ended up on, ended on a positive note because, uh, we ended up winning. So it was a fun time. No, well, you can't find the edge of the envelope until you go over the edge, right? <laughs> you just love your analogies. <laughs> no, <isn't> <laughs> but I if mean, you didn't spin out, then you wouldn't be going as fast as possible. Um, it, it, it in retrospect, no, like, 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 it, it, like I, I sh- should have just taken it a little easier. I really thought I was taking it easy. Um, yeah. even in retrospect, I like from what I remember, I was kind of young then, but. Um, I didn't think I was just, you know, just driving it hard or anything, but, um, I should have just taken it even easier than I was. Okay. Um, so no, I mean like, like there, there's a time and a place, right? Like, like, of course you want to push the edge and then the edge changes. And that's where like, you know, kind of to your original question, like, you know, your NASCAR drivers, athletes, the edge is changing throughout the day as a track is, is, you know, the sun is in the sky or not in the sky as the, you know, the drivers are running different lines as the rubber is being laid down. Would you sit down and watch all six hours of a NASCAR race on TV? Uh, yeah, I've watched, watched the whole NASCAR race before. I don't watch a lot of NASCAR these days, but yeah, yeah. Okay. I watch the whole, it's not usually six hours though. It's like four. Maybe Dude, three. time flies when you're having fun. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dude, I've, I've, I've been to NASCAR races. I've been to a lot of NASCAR races in my lifetime. I've been to one here years ago, probably like 07, and then uh, a whole bunch in California, a whole bunch. Um, so, yeah, I've been to a lot of NASCAR races. Do you have a burning question, Lim? I feel like I keep jumping in. What, uh, what, what do you think makes you good at racing? Um, yeah, how that's going? a good I'm, question. I'm trying to go as fast as fast as possible, too. Yeah. And so are all these tourists. Um, I guess what, what, what makes me good is I can adjust to different circumstances. So like one of you guys mentioned earlier, I think it was you, Emmett, that, um, like sometimes the carts are not up to spec. So like I had, I made like a whole spreadsheet looking at the different carts and like, uh, and saying, okay, well, you know, like, like which carts are the best, which carts are not, not so good. And you have to just kind of adjust to those situations. There's a lot of situations like everybody wants a situation where you have the best car and yeah, the, yeah. and the people behind you have the worst car around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that only happened to me literally like once. Oh. And when it did happen, I, I got, I, I had like a, like I finished the race. It was like an eight minute race, but I ended up winning by like a 20 second gap because mm-hmm. I had such a good car and they and had such way. bad cars. And the, yeah, exactly. They did. They, they stood no chance. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't happen. Like, you know, most situations are not like that. Most times, you know, like it's kind of balanced. You have to, or maybe you have the bad cart 
uh, and you have to figure out a way to stay in the lead, uh, even though you have the bad cart. Um, so it's trying to, to figure out, like, you know, like think about what the other drivers are thinking a little bit and then yeah, fuck you get out of my way well i mean yeah everyone wants to just just go around somebody but like uh <laughs> like it, it like if i'm blocking it just can't be done like you're, they're gonna have to figure out another way around me um, yeah so if there's one best line right yeah. how do you get around somebody if there's only one best line uh yeah that's a great question so you have to you have to go off the the racing line right to make a pass right but i can't spin you out no, 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 that wouldn't be allowed. Like it's it's not really allowed in in, in most but it's it not really allowed like you know most forms of motorsport. Maybe NASCAR sometimes, but not really. Not like like But if my car is not significantly faster than yours, then how am I going to pass you with no with no opportunity to pass? Um well, you have to you have to th well, it depends. Like are you talking about for go-karts or are you talking about for NASCAR? Go-karts. Okay, so okay, like you're talking about tourists, right? Yeah, look, when I get on the track, <laughs> you're okay. You're talking about your, your okay. I'll, I'll address your personal situation. Look, like <laughs> you need to, to work on the racing line. I think the cart's probably fine. Like <laughs> if I'm being honest, I think the cart's fine. I think you need to work on the racing line and you got to just use the brake pedal. So many tourists do not use the brake pedal. They want to drift around. They think that's the fastest way. It's slow. Like, and for one thing, right? Like when you're doing it with, a tour, with other tourists, you're just going for fastest time, like fastest lap not you're not trying to race them so yeah, it doesn't it's really a race be, no but you're just trying to get the fastest lap that's who the winner is okay so like like don't if, if someone is really in your way or something then you could always check back and then just wait like you know and then you know do another lap and then then you'll then you can out, out beat them but you're not telling me how to be a championship go-karter uh okay so to be a champion right so that's to be a tourist right to be i guess to be a champion um you need to be able to think critically about different situations and then stretch every little advantage you have to like, like, uh, like stretch almost every advantage you have. So like one of the things I did that no one did all year long was I kept the data on the, all the carts and I said, okay, well, you know, like you can't just look at the data and say, okay, well, this car was slow. So clearly that's a slow car. You have to say, okay, well, is that an outlier, right? Is this person driving slow? So, or like, you know, relative to the car. And then you have to be able to comb through that data and then kind of like normalize and then to come to some sort of conclusion. So then I did that. Right. And I said, okay, well, fine. Uh, now I know which carts are good. Right. Then I have to look at, okay, well, what's the matchup? Like, am I in a good car? And then wait, so it really does matter which one's the fastest car. I mean, ideally, everyone wants the best one, right? Like, yeah. but I, I, but that just doesn't always happen, and it's yeah. just it's a it's a lottery to some extent. Well, then, how does knowing which card is the best help you? Um, because the more data you have, the more informed you're going to be able to make better decisions, right? Because if I know I have a faster card than the guy in front of me, yeah. then I don't need to do anything like crazy. But if I have a slower card then I need to get in front of him the first opportunity I have and then maybe even like back up the field a little bit. So then he starts fighting with other people and then now I can kind of walk away a little bit. That way I can build a gap so I don't have to worry about him because I know he has a faster cart. Hmm. So it's, 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 um, yeah, like, like you, you have to, you have to be able to think critically about, about all these situations. And you have to also think about like, like, like who are the drivers you're racing? Cause if you're racing in a league, then you, you know, you're racing against the same people consistently, right? So then like at that Barry. point, well, yeah, exactly, like Barry. <laughs> <laughs> so then you could say, you could say, okay, well, 
I know how this guy races. I know if 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 you know maybe I bully him a little bit, like I block and I, like you know like I know he will get frustrated and he'll start making mistakes, oh. and then I can go back on the race line and call it a day. Even if I if, if even if I'm in a position where I don't I can't negotiate like like really negotiate just you know cart to cart. Okay. And then you also have to be able to to, to not just like it's very easy to blame it on the cart, right? And like like like. Uh, there's an interview I saw with Jimmy Johnson. I think it was not an interview. It was, it was, he was like on Jimmy Kimball or something. Jimmy Johnson is NASCAR a seven, yeah, seven time NASCAR champion. And he was talking, he was like, like they said, so what's your job really? He's like, he's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm really just a good complainer. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, I just tell them what's the problem with the, with the car and then they kind of fix it, you know, and hopefully they can get the job done. Um, but like, you know, like, um, like, when you're starting off, like complaining is important and being a good communicator, it's not really just complaining. It's, it's really effective communication, right? On what's going on. But you also have to, to accept that it might not be the cart. It could be you, like you might not be putting everything that there, that there is, uh, like you're not leaving everything, like, uh, leaving everything on the track. Like you're there, you might have been able to get more out of it. Like, mm -hmm. um, so you have to be critical of yourself at the same time and be yeah, like, okay. There is a maximum performance for each cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's I, a maximum I'm, performance. I'm on your side. I, I, I think the racing line is super important. Most yeah. people, they think that they know the racing line. And I've been on, I've been on tracks on go-karts where I thought I, I, there was a hairpin uh, left and I thought it was, of course, take it wide and cut it short. But this other guy figured out if you kind of take it in the middle and take the long way around with the whatever the grip on the cart or the suspension, it's able to carry through yeah. more speed on the outside. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? That doesn't even make any fucking sense. But I watched him do it. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that next time. And sure enough, he figured out a line that didn't make any sense to me. Uh, so knowing the line and then pushing the limits on the lines too, because then the, the tr uh, conditions are going to change. The tire is going to wear out, uh, how, how fast you could break, how much how much you're going to wear out the tires on both ends, the front end and the back end of that turn at before and after the apex. So all, all that stuff. So um, we're running short on time. So I'm going to have to jump into the final question. Section. Oh, I wanted to grill NASCAR more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First question. What great daily habit or habits do you have? Um, oh, shit, I can't I say time. trying to sleep on a consistent basis, uh, like, like on a consistent schedule is what I mean. Uh, I really do try try to try to hold myself to that. Uh, you know, maybe there's the occasional like night where I'll kind of stay up. Um, but I do really like sleeping on a consistent basis because if you sleep well, uh, for one thing, that's like a third of your life. Uh, it really is a third of your life is spent sleeping. Um, so if if you if you get that right, then it carries on through other aspects of the day. Wait, so do you ever party late on like a Friday night? Yeah, I was okay. partying late last night. <laughs> so yesterday was my cheat day. <laughs> and then do you just sleep less or sleep later? Oh, no. So so I'm operating on like three hours of sleep. So I did a whole bunch of this today. So so last, so I went to, to the bars yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and then this morning I went snowboarding. Wow. And then, and then I got back yeah, nice. out here. Nice. <laughs> Living it up, yeah. I, I thought I thought you were a little bit lower energy than normal. No, no, I, 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 no I'm used no. to seeing a higher energy, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Next question: What do you know or think of cryptocurrency? Um, I know a bit about it. Um, I don't know enough to to reasonably price the asset even today. Um, but um, 
Yeah, I do know a bit about it. I think like it's a, I think it can be a good investment if you, if you know what you're doing. Um, I don't think there's any problem with, with, with crypto as a whole. Um, yeah, I, 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 but I think it just takes research like with stocks though, like with real estate, it, it takes No, research. there's a problem. The pump and dump is a problem. That, that, I mean, that is a problem, right? But yeah. you know, like that takes research. That takes like five seconds. I, I feel like it's not, well, I, I don't know. I, I feel like every time I, find, I hear about these stories, I feel like it's, it just didn't seem that, that hard not to see. We're not like, all hedge fund analysts. Well, well, I mean, like you don't have to be a hedge fund analyst to just like, like if your strategy is largely like you're, I'm just trying to find another sucker to sell it to. Yeah. Right. I mean, like that's not a good strategy. Like, uh, you know, like, like, it, like, like investing doesn't have to be some zero sum game. Like it's, it, it's typically a game where like everyone is winning, right? Someone needed to sell it to do whatever you're buying it on the belief that it'll appreciate. And then you can sell it for you to do whatever. And then someone can buy it to, for it can appreciate. It's not like, a, it doesn't have to be a zero sum game. Yeah. I mean, I got lucky and sold some on a high. Yeah. But then that means the other person lost. Uh, I mean, probably. <laughs> Cause I mean, depending on if you're talking about one of these pumping dumps and yeah, probably. No, I wasn't. I just happened to get lucky on the day that I sold it. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I mean that happens though. That's happens yeah. in the stock market. Though. Okay. That happens in, you can have, you could have sold right before the, the great recession with the house. Did you, did you buy some crypto in 2017? Yes. Yeah. Oh. No, 2017. Yeah. I own Bitcoin and I think Ethereum and then I think Litecoin. I think I own those three. I don't own any of these days. You don't own any what? I don't own any cryptocurrency these days. Oh, you divested? Yeah. Okay. It, it was in 2017 because I, I couldn't, I, I didn't feel that I was knowledgeable enough to price the asset. Mm. Like, so I was like, okay, um, the, I, I don't have, I don't have the knowledge to do this. Like, uh, and I, I don't, I, I didn't understand it enough to price it. It's too risky for your blood. No, I just couldn't price it. Oh. I, I like, like it just like, like, um, to the moon, like duh. If, <laughs> there, there's a value for everything, right? So, like earlier, I think Joe, you mentioned about Tesla, right? Like, um, and then like we were talking about how it's possibly overvalued, right? If you look at it as a car company, it's extremely overvalued, right? If you're, you know, factoring the autonomy aspect, well, you know, depends on how you work, work, crunch those numbers out. Um, but like, like there's a way for me to reasonably price price that, so that I stay within my area of competency. Mm. What do you think about blockchain as a global consensus that's unhackable by a by any entity, um, by any single actor that's not going to overtake the network by fifty one percent or more? Right. Um, I used to think blockchain was going to really catch on. It doesn't seem like it is catching on. At least not as fast as I thought it would. Um, doesn't and. Even if it doesn't catch on, doesn't mean that that doesn't means one thing or another for crypto. Like, I, I, I don't know, really know, but, um, I don't think there's as much of an incentive always like, um, like it, it, it's, it sounds good for a consumer, but it's not always good for a corporation. Right. Um, it, 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 it's almost like they're giving up, uh, kind of some of their, some of their keys to the castle and then like. Like it for for it to help the consumer, which it would, but um, I I don't think they really want to do that. And uh, 
I think right. if we if we were going to see more of a pivot like that, I think it would have happened. I thought I really was under depression. Yeah, we don't want your utopia limb where everybody's equal <laughs> and shit. <laughs> no, but I mean, it would it would provide far more utility for the in consumer. But I don't think like like um, I don't think there's any incentive for a corporation to do that. Hey guys, is blockchain harder to program than normal stuff that you program? Yeah, the I consensus mean, yeah. module. The consensus. If you're building your own blockchain, I, I, the way that, like, say, one computer has an answer, and then another computer with milliseconds that come in, how do you figure out which one was first? I mean, you could get the timestamp, but who was, who was hacking? Who was right? Who was? And then, I think there's the mathematical. This gets complicated because there's times where that block came in, even though it's a right answer. Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna mess this up. Um, no, I think you're on the right track. How the longest chain to accept that block and the mathematical equation on when another one comes in with the right answer also, which one should get it? So obviously time, mm. whoever comes in first, but then how do you mitigate even that? How, who, who is going to choose that? There's not what decentralized when it is, showed up in the mailbox, but who, who got it first? What if? One because there's no one mailbox. Oh, yeah, no mailbox. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is saying that, like, you know, this is what happened. Yeah, it's, I see. I've never, yeah, I've never programmed it, like, build a blockchain or anything, but so yeah, there's, there's some complications that make it harder than regular programming. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Next question What's the biggest problem for humans, and what, what do we do systematically to fix it? Um, people, people don't look at primary source data like with a lot of aspects of their life. Um, it doesn't have to just be with, you know, stocks and investments, but just like news, like, like you, it's, it, you gotta get primary source information. Yeah, it's primary on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I mean, maybe I'm just like a weird guy, but like, like I've, I've never read a full like house bill, but I've read some of the, like, 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 like the things that are important about that. And then I can kind of like go through it or like say like there's like a tax issue. Like you can go on irs.gov and they have a lot of like, uh, like I guess like, like you may have a specific question. They kind of have, have answers for a lot of that. They're in different situations, not for all situations. Not to say that, oh, just because you go on irs.gov, now you're an accountant. It doesn't make you an accountant. It just makes you like a little more knowledgeable about your own situation, really. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but you, you got to be able to look at, at primary source data and then to be able to interpret that for what does that mean for you, right? Um, a lot of people, they just, you know, are, are fine and content with, you know, whatever someone said, you know, um, about even just, just. No, but if I hear of like three different people at work say it, then it must be true. A lot of people think that, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but that's how, that's how, that's how, like, uh, that's how rumors start, you know, yeah. like, like even just in just social, social situations, like one person may have heard something and then the other person heard something. And then, you know, the third person says, well, you know, I, I heard this happened. Yeah. And then Sisolak, must he be, got no yeah. drunk driving accident. I no, I didn't say drunk driving. I just said he got into an accident. That I don't know what type of accident. I heard it. Was. <laughs> and I just remember he, he was talking to the officer. He was like, it was, it's going to be a media circus. And he was really worried about that. I don't know what type of accident it was. I don't think it was drunk driving. If it was drunk driving, I think it would be, I think he might have more to answer to, but I don't know. Okay. I gotta, We're kind I gotta, of a small state. So I got to talk to the police. No, I think you just go on. Well, that's the primary source. Oh, uh, actually, yeah, you're right. You're right in that one. I, I was going to say, go to, <laughs> just look on the news for that one. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I think it just depends on, 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 on what you're discussing, right? Like if it's something if important, right, then primary source information is like, like it's kind of crucial. But if you're just looking up something just to look it up, then I guess secondary source information. Let me ask you this. If you're, uh, wanted to learn something about, um, say public plagues, what would you public, look at? Public plagues. Yeah. Plagues. Oh, are you talking like, oh, are I can't we say the word. To, oh, gotcha. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a bad question. I retract uh, my question. Okay. That, I don't know. Uh, that's, all over the place. Uh, but there's a I, guess, source, right? I guess the only thing I kind of look at, you can kind of look at is just like numbers on like, this is, this is what's happened. Deaths per day. And then you can kind of try to interpret those, those numbers for yourself and come to some sort of conclusion. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, like that, that's, I don't know. I, I don't really keep up with the news with that at okay. this point. Sorry, that was <laughs> but a I know, topic. I, no, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> If I go back in time, I would go win the lottery. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't next, we all? <laughs> next question. What's your favorite food or dish? Uh, pancakes. Pancakes are pretty cool. Pancakes, yeah. pancakes. Denny's, yeah. IHOP. Uh, neither. Black Bear no, Diner. Uh, I Ooh. I don't think I've ever been to Black Bear Diner. Ooh. I think I've been there once, actually, but then they had like weight, and I just said I'm not going to eat here. Denny's uh, is pretty good. They got a sweet cream pancake at Black Bear Diner. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Yep. Okay, I'll try that. And then yeah, Denny's is good. McDonald's is good. Uh, baby stacks, <laughs> baby stacks. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that's right near my house. Baby stacks. Yeah, pancakes and not waffles. Waffles are good too. Waffles are good. <laughs> waffles, waffles, waffles <laughs> is a different form of pancake. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost any, pancake. any almost anything breakfast breakfast related is good. French toast. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. is it the sweetness or is it like so? I mean, pa pancakes. I say pancakes because that's what I. Like my grandma would say, would ask me as a kid, "Oh, what do you want for breakfast?" Or "What do you want to eat, honey?" And she and I would say pancakes mm. all the time. You're very skinny for a dude who likes pancakes. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just genetics, really. Hey, can you do me a favor? <laughs> when you go to France, ask around for French toast. <laughs> Everywhere do they just call it toast? I don't know. It's I don't know. That's a good question. Just you know, I actually, I was, I have to think of. I, I will remember. <laughs> I'll remember. I'll try to remember that. Yeah, French toast. French toast. Yeah, it's like a red owl with cheese. <laughs> yes. All right, final question. Shout out two friends that you think should do this uh podcast. Um yeah, let's see. Uh I was actually snowboarding with um uh you probably know them Deborah and Danny. Um and then um I brought She's along a teacher? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um I brought along one of my racing buddies, Jason, and uh he's done a whole lot of different things he mountain bikes uh he does archery i didn't even know there's archery out here in vegas um, um he's always traveled around uh either back home in chicago or wherever um he has a very very interesting life like uh i think he's an interesting guy uh and i learned more about him today i you know uh just snowboard could he him. shoot a flying bird with a bow and arrow maybe i don't know I mean, <laughs> he can, he can, he, he even had like a, a crazy snowboard. He had, um, what was it called? I think it was a, a split board. Uh, and then he could, he could, he could actually do like backcountry um, uh, work with his board. And uh, he was even said uh, that sometimes he goes all the way up to the top. So he take the chairlift up and then he'll go up with uh, the poles. And then uh, I think his board splits into skis and then he can kind of walk up. 
Yeah. No, he's legit. He's legit. Jason is is pretty cool. Or he's good at pulling your leg. No, no, because he's good. He's he was he was just he was just talented, and he's always doing things. And like uh, he's always he's always doing things, and I'm always seeing him doing things. So okay. Uh, I mean, like uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose anyone could be pulling your leg until like, yeah, <laughs> like I suppose until you until you start to look up the information. Like uh, so primary source, right? Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Like, I mean, Joe was looking up information today. I was like, oh yeah, it's perfect. I was like, yeah. No, you know, I want to like, see this motherfucker uh, shoot a shoot a vulture while he's snowboarding. Oh, with that was that air. was you. <laughs> you said that. I just said he does archery. I don't know how good he is at archery. He races go karts. Uh, he does a lot of cool stuff. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> All right. yeah, I think he's an interesting. Guy. Joe, you got a drink with you? We could toast for the end. Yeah, French toast for the end. Joe's <laughs> already, Joe's already toasted. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much for spending three hours with us. Talk to the yeah, podcast. Alex, you're welcome, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.